arrows awake on a desert island, with no weapons, armor, supplies, or even food. How did they get here? Where did their ship go? The last few weeks are a haze of missing memories. They'll have to find what they've lost and forgotten if they hope to survive a desert island filled with cannibals, the restless dead, ancient treasure, greed, and fellow castaways with secrets to kill for. Sugarfuel Gamers, in association with RPG MP3, presents Lost and Forgotten, a mini-campaign adapted from Soul for Smuggler's Shiv from the Paizo Adventure Path Serpent Skull. Episode 7. Okay, so... When last we left you, a few days ago... Yes! <laughs> in, in real time, as opposed to two months ago in real time... Uh, you had explored a little more of the island and faced the fearsome red mountain devil, the giant winged chubacabra. And kicked his butt. Yep, and you massacred him. <laughs> yeah. He posed no threat to you whatsoever. Jared tells me this is why he doesn't make custom monsters anymore. Because if he'd spent four hours building that thing, he'd be really cross now. <laughs> it's a double templated, unique monster, and it's two CRs higher than you, and actually probably more because your CR is a bit lower than it should be because you just have random crap gear instead of um, properly chosen stuff. And there are three of us rather than four, huh? And we're not exactly a balanced party. <laughs> We're pretty well balanced apart from yeah, that, that, that bit's your problem, though. That's not yeah. the CR system's problem. It doesn't distinguish balanced parties. I thought it did. No. Huh. Because the, the theory is it, it basically all boils out in the wash. A party of four rogues is incredibly bad at fighting skeletons. But, um, you know, they'll absolutely kick the ass of any random humans they meet. And wizards, you know, a party of four wizards gets destroyed by a golem that's five CRs lower than them. And, you know, obliterates the giant crowd of mooks with fireballs. Yeah. Yes, well, to be fair, we did use siege weaponry against yeah. that. Yeah. Well, there was that. I d- um, I'm certainly noticing in the solo game with Kaelin the um, total lack of um, arcane casters, except, for, well, okay, total lack of sorcerers and wizards. You yeah. have a bard. Yep. And he does bring some arcane stuff to the table, but it... it it's not a caster bard. No, and, and even if he was, evocation isn't exactly their special skill, a bard special skill. Yeah. It's like two evocation spells on the bard skill list, and they're not no, good ones. your um, area effect attacker. <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. He's got sound bursts. Yep, he's got like one area effect spell. Better than anyone else. That's true, I can't. Eventually he'll have Cone of Cold and um, Ice yeah. Storm. I'm not saying Corwin's not a hideously effective death dealing spellcaster, but what he's good at is killing things. Individual things. Anyway. <laughs> so, the terrifying Red Mountain Devil. Uh, <clears throat> terrifying, <coughs> very briefly. It was scary until we killed it. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were genuinely worried about it with all its stalking and looping through the night and we hid from it and stuff we had roleplay. And then we were really stabbed to death and were happy. And then we continued exploring. Oh, well, we did. Yes, yes, we did. Oh, we did. Oh. We, we, we I thought you went back tonight. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, 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 we found two ships, one of which had some nice stuff and one of which had some undead and we decided spontaneously decided not to go poke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
figuring we had just bring Jasper with us this time. And yep, up. even if that did, approach did get um, tidy the red eye. <laughs> the red eye. It will also cost you XP. Uh, we just ended the day. Didn't yeah, we? it's day eleven. We hiked back to the camp. Um, we started the victorious stuff. We got yeah. our bonus. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. so it's becoming day twelve. Yeah, yeah I can't remember if we So yes, it's becoming day twelve. More stuff's happening in the night or whatever. Okay, and it simply becomes day 12 with no people eating you in the night. Sweet. Probably uh, not unrelated to us killing the Red Mountain Devil. You have another encounter with the Chupacabra schedule for tonight. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. It was a sound call to kill us. <laughs> it was Gary Upton there, right? The only thing you get is... Aah! No, we're further down. It's quiet. Yeah, no, yes, still but it's quiet. It's quiet. quiet. It's still here. Yeah. Same situation as last night. Yeah, we the camp again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could probably, given that we've moved the camp twice in two days, we might actually leave the camp where it is for a day or two. Yeah. Plus, we don't know to loop it up the volcano. Yeah. And so we go to moral saves, gear saves. Yes. Okay. And um, fortitude saves in the case of those of us who are diseased. But we might as well do morale and gear first and then fortitude after that. Okay. Once you hit the point where you're at plus 14 to it, you stop tracking it. Yeah. You just succeed every day. And my stick goes are still fine. Uh, my stick goes down. <laughs> you broke your stick. Yep. So now broken. Bow is okay. My sword is, is, is okay. It's getting better, in fact. It's become magical overnight. <laughs> and my shield is okay. It's become magical. It's also become cursed. Yep. What about your armor, Adam? I rolled my armor, we're on the 17th. Ah, right, sweet. Now, fortitude save. Yep, uh, and... Just dig go out, so... Yes, uh, Miriam, yep. if you wish to give me a heal check at a plus two bonus, uh, you can make the save as well. You basically take whichever of the two is better for you. Okay. It's going to be your save. That's a nine. That's an 18. Yep. Plus five is whatever. Yep. <laughs> 23, 23, I believe. Yep. That's the one. Okay, so you have one successful save towards getting rid of your red egg. Yay! Your um, strength goes up to 11 and then down to whatever. Okay, well, we'll find out what it goes down to. Right, change it. Yeah, but just strength remember. Strength eating, maybe. You know, the, uh, the extra attribute point three. Drops by three. Oof. I'm actually taking penalties now. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think today is going to be an adventuring day. Because no. you have the red egg. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? He's got the red egg. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, yep. Do we need to shuffle? Yeah, no, I, I shuffle. Yeah. Oh, you shuffle. No, you shuffle. Right, get awesome. So two I've three. got three. Three for me and two for Adam. Alright, Jared, I think we've I found the campaign card. 
Yeah. Yeah, the survivor of exotic trials. Well, it's, it's going to be very applicable to whatever you choose to roll it for, because you're on a desert island. <laughs> begin your day. Yes. So I believe we wanted to um, stay at camp and let Tiny recover a bit. Yep. yep. And um, Miriam oh and Garrick. Yep. Oh would you like me to hold the baby so you can roll the NPC's morale and stuff sweetie? No I'm good. I'll come back around and do it once I've put the baby down. Okay no worries. It's not like it's going to make any mad difference to what you're doing in any... No. So um, I think Miriam wanted to um, give long to care to um, Gallic and um, Tiny, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Tiny wanted to make mend and repair things, given he's got like six candidates and only a couple and only one day. And fortuitously, he's still strong enough to pick the stuff up. <laughs> but at the point where you're at one strength, it's like you pick up the day. It's just it's too heavy. You can't do it today. Um. Can I, um, like, I want to do a camp roll as well for the day. Yeah. Um, but I don't desperately want to be an entertainer, which would be my most natural fit, because we're kind of kicking morale's ass at this point. Mm-hmm. Could I be a crafter? Uh, you could. Yes, you could. Uh, okay. So that's basically what you do as a result of that, is take everyone's gear... And essentially, you know, wash it, dry it in the sun. Yeah. To do a professional job, you'd want, you know, oil cloth and yeah. flint and all and, and um, whetstones and all that sort of thing. But you're making do with what you've got. Yeah. Trying to keep everyone's gear sharp, tied together, not rotting away. Yeah. And that means that I believe tomorrow... Um, it's one to three instead of one to five. Yep. If you roll a four or five, your gear does not break. So my question to you is, do you want a normal chupacabra dagger, or do you want a masterwork one? Uh, I want several, um, I want several normal daggers. Okay. But I think my, my getting new gear should be a low priority. I mean, it will enable me to have throwing daggers, which means I have a ranged option that isn't improvised. But I don't think that's as important as getting weapons for you and what is very broken And the thing is, if you want to get, you know, time increment wise, it might be, it depends on how much it's going to take. So that would be a martial weapon. We want to bring it back up to normal boys. Start to broken at the yeah. moment. Uh, okay. Jared? Yes. Remind me how fixing weapons work so I can write it down this time. I'm going to take the baby. I'm not going to I'm going to take the baby and put him to bed. Okay, well, I can take ten and bring your sword back up to normal. I don't know how I'd bring my stick back up to normal. I mean, I know it's within the rules, I'm just... Well, it's, the thing is, what's it now? Broken to normal? Yeah. yeah, well, the thing is, broken doesn't mean you've snapped it in half. No. It means it's starting to wear, so basically, yeah, this this end is no good. You just basically cut it off, shave it down, and right. whittle the stick. Okay, well, that's my day today, then, is fixing up those two things. And when you get to um, repairing, the, and the thing is you can't repair something, that's, there, there's the broken condition, 
and then there's um, the bottom one on the tree is destroyed, which, which is, is at that point the stick is shattered clean in half into five or six pieces, and you're like, well, I guess theoretically <coughs> if I had enough glue and rope and all this sort of thing, I could reconstruct it, but it would still be worse than just picking up another stick. Exactly. You know, you could you could only be moving it back to improvised, and you can get an improvised stick pretty easily. That's one of the things I love about Pathfinder. Their subtle rules is once you sunder an item, it's broken rather than destroyed. Yeah, yeah. encourages you to actually sunder things. Go, no, it's too valuable. <laughs> I use proof sunder. That was nineteen thousand gold, you bastard. <laughs> Although some things just don't survive being sundered. A necklace of fireballs, for example. <laughs> that would be very dangerous to wear. Yes. Yes, it would. Like, I, I'm imagining it's, it's, it's much like the pearls you had in the last game where, where it, you, you used it to get a spell back, or it's, it's a spell like, like my whip that has the fireball the, the, and holding. The, the little magic balls that you pick off the necklace and throw at people and they explode into fireballs. Yeah, see, that that but, just sounds like a bad plan. But if it's, it's it, very explicitly on magic items, if you catch fire while you're wearing it around your neck, it well, goes off. Yeah, see, that just sounds like a bad plan. I heard about I heard a story about one adventuring party who the end boss was an old, was a troll with a necklace of fireball. Uh, first thing the wizard did was cast fireball on him. Yep. Head went wee. That's, that's what I'd do. <laughs> fireball. <laughs> who we got that king? You know, that was me. It's straight up fireball. If I wasn't the cast, you'd be like. Okay, who here has fireball? And one of you casters better have fireball. <laughs> Tell me, GM, does casting fireball on someone set them on fire? Yes. People are thrilled that you have eaten the chupacabra. Woohoo! Uh, Engage its strength. Everyone except Gallic moves to hopeful. Ooh. And Gallic moves to normal. Whoa. Okay. So. Day 12, everyone's happy. All your NPCs are happy. Yay. Three of them are hopeful. Wow. You're leading them to a brighter future filled I with dead chupacabras and money. I didn't even know there was hopeful on the track. <laughs> uh, their, their one is panicked, frightened, shaken, normal and hopeful. Right. Normal being what they'd be, you know, on a vaguely normal day of their lives. Yep. Shaken is the default zero, you know. I'm not depressed, I just, I don't like being on the desert island. <laughs> So only Gellick is still at normal. Mm-hmm. Hey, that, that's pretty good for Gellick. Yeah. yeah. He's had a bad run. <laughs> so far today I've fixed her um, sword and my stick. Okay. How much time is left? Uh, that's my day. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. That's okay, I don't need chupacabra then. It's just we have some spare time in the... We will. I will have, in addition to spending the day crafting, dug the teeth out of the head and buried the head. Yep. Also, I don't think I'm making masterwork weapons anytime soon because a simple masterwork weapon is a DC check 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes three days. So we jump on to turn. Uh, so is that what you 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 as a unit are doing with your day? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So <coughs> the day passes uneventfully. Yep. Day 13, and the next day comes. Uh, you are not attacked by hideous monsters in the night, yeah. nor do you pick up any horrible diseases. Yay! Um, I now know your pain. <laughs> so we will go morale first. Yep. 
I crit fumble. <laughs> I am fine. Eleven. Sixteen. You so I go down to height. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't if you still pass anyway, but... Um, oh, really? You, you shouldn't. Or you, you, uh, you might, actually. I thought it was a will save. I thought yeah, it but it's a special morale check. So. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, what's your modified morale? Uh, plus ten, and I have a plus three bonus and plus two from Gallic. So yeah, I pass it. If, if, if all I have to do is pass on the okay, numbers, then you can stop making morale checks. Period. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Works for me. As long as you don't lose any of the um, conditional bonuses, modifiers. But, yeah. but at the point where you would only fail on ones, you pass anyway. Fantastic. Okay. And then gear is yep. one to three because Lydia has been maintaining things for you. Other people's things. I rolled. A, I rolled a three on the um, masterwork thieves tools, so I'm going to impose on um, Jask for a amend, for amending spell. Everyone remains, remains happy, but Gellert does not become happier. Yeah. <laughs> Who's an uphill battle? <laughs> okay, now put a cheat save. Mm-hmm. So everyone's yeah. gear is okay? Yeah, check plus two. Oh, the other thing uh, is when so you've got some time, mending Ares' armor. So it's fine. Yeah. Oh, I can't because that was masterwork and it's a pain in the ass to get it back up to Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're fine. Sweet. So now I make my foot you save. Uh, Various faster heal check, so Sweet. when you make the foot. You yeah. can roll if you feel like rolling a d20, but <laughs> not change the outcome one bit. I got I got 21. Nice. You regain two strength. Yep. Because you're getting long-term care, obviously, as well. Yep. Uh, and you have cured your red ache, which means Woo-hoo! you're no longer losing strength today. Yay! So that means your strength was 11, hmm? No, ten it goes back up by two. Right. Uh, oh, right. Instead of the yes, instead no, of one. Yep. Yep. No. Yay. Ten. Long-term care doubles the one to a two. All right. Yes. Okay, and now it's time to beat some the bonus that you're getting on the heel chair. Yep. Well, is what Jess oh, is doing at least. Well, I think we should go adventuring. Mm-hmm. Can I have one more day? <laughs> I'm only on a flat strength of ten. That's your gear. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you like with it. Mm. Um, what do you think? I thought we could take Jask and go down to the ship that had the undead. Mm. Okay, I'll just leave the two of the brother, the fat, the captain. Well, <laughs> Adam really wants to make them. Okay. Why don't we do that and then we can go do the ship thing? Because yep. that won't take a whole day. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And I would quite like to have them. Uh, or at least one of them. Yes, I know. I'll be making one of them. But it will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Day 13 is occurring. Yep. yep. I make a noble chupacabra attack out for you. Yep. So, how long does that take? And it takes me 8 hours. Oh, right. Oh. Actually, you didn't say that. <laughs> Actually, if I'm quick, I can break it down to four hours. Okay, well, why don't you try that so that we can still actually do something today? Mm-hmm. And I can take ten and still make a check. So, yay! Reading the rules! <laughs> <laughs> you now have a nice chupacabra toy, Gaga. Cool. Differently weighted to a chupacabra stabbing dagger, obviously. Well, I stab things with my, um... 
Could you just tell me the um, dagger stats, sweetie? <laughs> I could. Oh, no, wait. I, don't worry. I already have it. <laughs> yep. I probably couldn't tell you what a halfling-sized dagger weighs off the top of my head. Yeah, no, but... that's okay. That's irrelevant. Um, I don't ha- I'm definitely not carrying enough gear to have carrying capacity. Yeah, yeah. It, encumbrance is not a thing I'm worried about in this campaign. The only point you'll hit problems will be... Because, A... You've got nothing, and yep. B, you're not lugging around the sort of stuff you find, like catapults and all that kind of thing. You're taking mm-hmm. it back to camp. The only time you're ever going to have encumbrance issues is you find a huge pile of stuff you need to carry, or you're so you're red eight down to two strength. Mm-hmm. Put your club down; it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yay, two of my dagger sheets have daggers in them. It's with a different type. And particularly, I think, with, with Tiny wearing full plate anyway, your encumbrance now is like 150 pounds yeah. <laughs> without blinking. Yeah, I was like wondering, wait, my strength score is that. Can I actually move in my full plate? Yes, <laughs> with ease. It's 50 pounds. At 11 strength, you'd have, oh, I would guess at least 100 pounds of capacity. Mm. And probably substantially more. <laughs> Because you're wearing the heavy armor, you can go up to medium encumbrance without becoming any slower. Oh. Medium encumbrance is a shitload of carrying. Actually, you, you will be noticing this. You have 115 pounds max heavy load mm-hmm. at 11 strength. So, yeah, like the full plate is kind of heavy on you, but not so much that you can't do anything with it. Sweet. Okay, and then in the afternoon... It does mean, however, there's not much point taking it off unless you're also going to put it down. Yeah. Because as soon as you if, you... if you're carrying it all on your backpack, it's still heavy enough to give you the same armor check penalty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Afternoon we... comes. We are going to the Wind Warrior with Jusk. Okay. You return to the Wind Warrior. Uh, when you listen out... Uh, sorry, it wasn't looking. You're listening out for it. It was looking out. With the sun up. You can see... Shadows moving around inside the ship. Uh, as you get back there, you can give me a perception check. Perception. A drink still. Just sees the spit. 13 plus 9. 22. Well, that's what I get. Mm-hmm. Mine is not better than that. Neither is mine. Yeah. So. So we, you think based on the number of shadows moving, there are about a dozen, maybe one or two more, one or two less, a dozen or so shapes down here. You don't know what, you can't see what they are until you actually swim down. This is pretty much looking down into the water's surface. I'm happy to go look, but um, if they are indeed, I don't have any. Okay. I, I think we should just all swim in. Yeah. Well, I'll have to take my armor off. Mm-hmm. If you want to scout down, you could swim down within the window of a ship. Oh, if right. If you don't get seen doing it, then you're fine. <laughs> and Billy, of course, got the uh, penalty of if they see you. Well, I can swim along with you. Yep. That was what I was suggesting. Because yep. I've got relatively good stealth as well. You don't stay up here. Yeah, because then you don't have to change out of your armor too soon. Mm-hmm. As will Jask, because that way you can actually have your size bonus to your stealth check. Mm-hmm. Just the only people you are hushing are small sized people. Mm-hmm. Go stealth. So, that's 18. That's good. <laughs> um, when you look 
through. You do not. You basically swim down with Lydia and make some vague Secret Service signs at her. Yeah. Look through. Look through the cracks in the portholes of the ship, which are all just open to the sea. We see this little zwee face poke around the edge, and inside you see a bunch of creatures. Um, you have actually seen these before. They look vaguely like the sort of thing that was down in the well. Um, sorry, in, in the muddy pit. Yeah. That were clawing at you in the water. The the ghouls. They are all they are down here. Um, the shadows moving because they are actually marching around in a sort of marching order in a circle around a couple of chests. And all of them are both armoured and armed. And can you give me a knowledge civilization check? Oh, yep. Well, I can. Ooh. 15. 20. 20. 20. 20. Samurai here. Oh, Tianzai. It's a, a Tianzai ship. You worked yep. that out the last time. And there are Tianzai ghoul thingies. Yep. So they are wearing, like, a comparatively heavy samurai armour. Yep. And carrying things in the neighbourhood of katanas. Yep. So. Okay, so I think swim back to the surface and have a conversation with Jask and Tiny. There are a lot of those guys, and they've got samurai gear, and they might be some sort of thing like the ones in the money pit. Hmm. I think it, essentially they look a little different because they were different base creatures when they started by the Tianzai people as opposed to... But they do look like Lassadons? Yeah, very much. Okay, good. So, I think that's kind of a lot of them, even with the cleric. Hmm. I think we could probably still take them, but underwater it might be a bit tough. Especially since it's what what they're used to. Are dead supposed to react like that? Just marching around? Well, we're more... Uh, I don't know. Depends how they became undead or what's driving them on. Hmm. I mean, I don't know nothing about Tianzai. That's, like, far away. Maybe we should talk to our resident Tianzai expert. Anybody want to call for it? Yes. Yeah, well, one thought might be wait for Tiny to feel better after all, given how many of them there are. Mm-hmm. And that way we could also form two. Oh, is there again? Ashiro? Ashiro. We could also talk to Ashiro about it. Maybe he has a few ideas. have a few ideas. Might be worth it, yeah. Um, so when we fought the Lacedons, um, did we find out anything about um, what was affected against them? Because I thought we had by experience, but I might be crazy and we um, just kind of killed them at random. Doesn't ring bells to me. Yeah, We're probably getting confused with some other type of undead, yeah, yeah. quite possibly in some other campaign. <laughs> Off the top of my head, without looking at their stats, I don't think they're particularly vulnerable. Right, yeah, or no, I'm getting confused or something else. So. Okay, do we want to do any other exploring, given that we're down here? Well, there is the what there is mm. what could possibly be the uh, evidence. Yeah. Do we want to have a little? So, given that you know that probably hasn't taken very long. Yeah. We'll press on and have a look in um, D6. D- D6. Pass me the map, 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 map. 
Exactly. Well, that dog. chest probably has some good stuff in it because it looks like they're guarding it specifically. Yeah. Chests, plural. Chests. Um, like, you know, when I say that, there's like three of them. We should also keep our guard. This area is like... If this area is the main route to where the animals make their sacrifice, then they have guards. Okay, so D6. You find stuffs. Yay! Well, that's a rather nice arrow. What's it doing in my pack? <laughs> what do you find? A death trap. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> yep, that's a super villain death trap. Ah. So you step in, you're suddenly immediately gassed unconscious when you wake up, you're strapped to a conveyor belt with, you know, buzz saws and all that kind of thing. That's, that's okay, we have a good three hours before it kills us. Ooh, there are many things in here. Ooh. This is the Hex of Infinite Wonder. <laughs> is, is the creepy um, plant thing there? If Prob- so, I want to set it on fire. <laughs> okay, so where are you... Could be like Assassin vibe, where it's a to fire. Okay, so starting from the Wind Warrior, you will find... One thing first. Uh, so I'll pass that back to you. Uh, where you see that stream going through, vaguely. Yep. Um, on the right side, as you're coming from the Wind Warrior, um, what you'll find is that stream is in fact a river with a big gorge going across it. No, oh, yeah, I think we can see the gorge. Um, there is. So you're basically going to get across the gorge to mm. the other side. There is a rope bridge going across it, but it is kind of rickety, kind of swaying slightly in the wind, um, and there is a fairly rapidly flowing river underneath it. If the danger is on both sides, you're not allowed to cut the bridge. You can hear the little <laughs> creaking wood noises coming from it as you look at it. Oh, Mon. Mm-hmm. Am I still here, Mon? Yep. Okay. Yep. okay. okay. All right. Um, I have so much of Besbara's kelp, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know where I am. Alright, so, um, Lydia is perfectly happy to cross the rope bridge. Yep. She's an acrobat. I, I will get out my grappling gun and I will shoot it. <laughs> my grappling hook and shoot it. Yeah, you're thinking of Hulk Kent. Yes, I am. You definitely don't have a grappling gun. Uh, no, but I do have a grappling hook and rope, so I'll throw that. Yeah. And see if I can use yeah. You should definitely take off your plate mail for this one. Uh, it wouldn't make a difference. Yes, it would. So minus How? Five I, penalty. Uh, it's it's heavy enough relative to his strength that he's going to be taking the penalty if he's carrying oh. it, whether it's in his backpack or on him. Yeah. Because it's, it's heavy enough that he goes up to a heavy load. Right. Carrying. I was more worried about my weight when I step on the bridge. Did you want to do the grappling? Did you want me to leave the grappling hook and the rope for you as well? Uh, well, you two could probably just use the bridge, but set set me up a rope for me to get across. Okay. I don't trust that bridge. It's okay. it, evil cannibals probably made it. All right. So, do we want to all go across one way or another? Because if so, yeah. I'll cross first, so I can help people up from the other side. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Lydia endeavours to cross the bridge. Can, can you make me uh, what is now balance and uh, acrobatics? Uh. 21. Yep. 
the bridge swings and creaks a bit, and you go. It does the classic. You put a foot on it and it goes. But you skip to the other side, no problem. Yep. So, Zwee, you want to get your grappling hook out and throw it to the other side. Like, technically, you need to make an attack roll to hit things, but you, you throw it, you miss, you throw it, you miss, you throw it, you miss, until you hit things. Um, what's your plan, however? Because So you've got the grappling hook embedded in, in some rock Broke in the other side. the rope around my waist. Yep, and then and jump then, off and, and go... And then jump off. Whee! <laughs> into and the then, cliff. And, and then, then climb up. up. And then climb up. Okay. And then um, see if I can throw the rope back over... Well, I can actually just walk back along the bridge carrying the rope to tide it. So, first off, uh, roll me a ranged attack roll. Okay. You do not critically fumble, which is the, you throw it and the rope slips through your hand, and the whole thing goes, whee, into the river. (laughs) Instead, you throw it on the first try, you hook it onto a rock on the other side, you just yep, feels pretty solid. Right, tie, tie, tie. And then you're going to run, jump off the side of the cliff, swing across. Yep. Uh, and can you then make me a reflex save as you swing violently into the side of the cliff and try and brace yourself a bit? Yep, so that's a 16 plus 6. 22. Okay, so you put your feet up and swing into it, sort of classic Abstander style. <laughs> Take some shock damage on your feet, but are largely unharmed. You lose a whopping two hit points. And then you fairly trivially climb up the rope, climb up the other side. And yes, at this point, Lydia, you can come up. Um, get the you, you can come to where he's climbing up, get the other end of the rope, take it back across the bridge if you yep. desire. Yep. Oh yeah. Who's going by grappling, swinging rope next? Jask or Tiny? Uh, Tiny should probably go last since he's the heaviest. Well, let's just cross the bridge, in which case you can try walking past it. Uh, and can you roll me a d20 as well, Miriam? So this is putting heavy use on your rope. I rolled a 5, I'm not sure what that is. So just swings across. Uh, do we want to spend a fate point and re-roll Miriam's 5? <laughs> yeah, we probably don't want to lose our, you know, only hero. <laughs> I don't think you can actually um, re-roll that kind that of thing because it's just a completely random. Okay, no worries. That's right. We'll just endeavour to recover him from the crevice. <laughs> so this, if you are interested, is um, uh, equipment damage. It degrades in quality one step when it's exposed to particularly harsh conditions or things. Right. So just swings. He swings towards the wall and makes a reflex save. Uh, he will also bring his feet up. Nice. And sort of, oh, ah, oh, my mother. <laughs> Climbs up until rubbing his legs. Takes three damage. Yep. How does the rope look at this point? Uh, all the knowledge rope. I'm pretty sure it was normal. I don't think it was. I don't think you have any reason to suspect something's wrong with the rope at this point, except that you've seen Miriam roll a five. <laughs> well, Tony's just a bit worried because you know we'll play our just rolls as well. 
Okay. And Lydia again skips the roll. Yeah. You, I, I'm not going to make you roll repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, do something we've established you can do. Yeah, cool. It's not if you were carrying another person, it might be a different story. Yeah. It's like the weight of the rope is going to be so terribly inconvenient. Yeah. Okay. Jump the side. <laughs> He, he, he starts to get a run up, but it just stops and goes back again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is sort of the ten minute process. Come on, Tony, you can do it. I hate confidence courses. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, I weigh five hundred tons. <laughs> I pray to be whatever god or goddess there is of rope. <laughs> please, please don't let this break. I'm sure, in the Pathfinder universe, there's probably a minor god of rope somewhere. <laughs> Okay, 16, 17. Okay. So, you swing across, also put your feet up to brace, no problem. I have a check penalty. Oh, right. On your reflex save? Oh, reflex. Uh, yeah. So that's well, 19, On a 17, you make it anyway, so... Yeah. Makes no difference. Uh, you take a whopping three points of damage. <laughs> you also jar your legs. Then, <coughs> would you like to roll for the rope, or would you like me to roll for the rope? Uh, I, I think the the rope is your domain. You climb up the rope. <laughs> it seems to still be fine. <laughs> uh, Tiny, can you give me a perception check? 18. Okay. What's so, your actual perception, though? I mean, don't tell Jared that you guys keep telling Jared. <laughs> I heard 18. Yeah, it's fine. It's close stuff. Oh, 19. Right. 19 okay, alright. I'm just saying, tell Jared the number that you have, not the dice roll. That's not actually useful information. <laughs> so, Tiny, as you were climbing up the rope, um, you can hear the sort of creak, creak, creak at the bridge. You can also just hear something else, a little sort of. Uh, if anyone thinks they can best be at the sound of a rope breaking, they're free to. We've all heard of the movies, so yeah. we'll just. It's that sort of. I look at the bridge. The rope is not shattering, and you realise that the rope you are hanging off, that you're currently in process of climbing yeah. up in your heavy armour, um, is actually starting to wick slightly. It's certainly not about to snap into pieces, it's just starting to fray, essentially. Mm. And you, oh, okay, must climb faster. <laughs> you get to the top, fine. Nice. And you haul the rope up. You look at it, it is indeed frayed in a couple of places, it's now broken rope. I thought it was going to be. I'm surprised it lasted that long. <laughs> I don't but Tiny um, just can mend it. Not today because he mended my thieves' tools, but he can mend it another day. Might not be able to actually. It's quite heavy. It's silk rope though, isn't it? Silk rope's quite light. Not silk rope. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, 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 is it not? I don't know what kind of rope it is. What kind of rope is this? It doesn't, what kind of rope it doesn't is it? say. Then it's normal rope. It's rope then. Yeah. Okay, so it's not silk rope. No. Oh well, then it it's probably is too heavy. And I presume the mending spell can't just work on the broken bits, it has to work on the entire... No, no. That's like saying I mend the bits of the castle that are broken. <laughs> yeah. What you could One do... One pound of castle at a time. What you could do is cut the rope at that particular place, mend it, and then the next day mend it back together again. I think not. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but I'm perfectly happy to say you have a non-broken rope that is now significantly shorter if that's what you want to do. Ten foot from broken rope. All right, so um, I think we're um, we're pretty much going to have to find another rope, given yeah. that nobody actually has. Um, presumably, there's some kind of craft homely item style skill that you could actually use to mend rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like craft rope, pressure rope. Yeah. Yeah. Although, actually, could you make it? Can I make an untrained check to craft? To yes, mend you can. Rope? You can make untrained checks in any, in any sort of craft thing. Cool. Like, All right. Well, next time. The we'll theory be- being that you'd probably never bother 
in your normal life because it would be easy to just go to a shop and yeah. buy some more damn rope. I see. But here, rope. you're just making the best of what you can can. Cool. All right. Well, that's good news. So you are crossed. You have crossed across this large gorge. You can theoretically cross back in <coughs> the same way. Yeah. The bridge is still standing. Sweet. And you make it across and start exploring the rest of the hex. Whereupon you find some other things. Possibly you don't find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, can everyone make me a perception check? Just not so good at this. Nope. Just like, oh man. This was wow. good to be Ten. on that camp model. Oh, a- feel the sea breeze in your hair. Wonderful. Sleep. 18, because of the um, high morale pep check. Yeah, I know you're not used to having one, but you do have one. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all counting on Tiny's 18. Okay, so, uh, if you pass me the map, I will draw this on there. It'll probably be a bit easier than me trying mm-hmm. to give you directions of left, right, upside down. Mm-hmm. it. And just above the D in the D6, I've drawn that little dot. Alright, yep. Um, so, you were walking around the edge of the, the edge of what is basically <coughs> another one of the cliffs that leads down. There is a little cur- there's a, there's a little curved bay in there, a nice little beach in it. The water is actually quite calm because it's so isolated and away from the sea. Because at this point, it's inland and around several corners before you actually get there. It would actually be a moderately decent place for swimming. Oh, nice. um, you're you're sort of walking along, looking at the edge of the cliff. You you look over. Ordinarily, you'd have just looked at this and gone by because the perception check is incredibly high to spot this absent light information. Um, Absent the right information, what you would see is four stones kind of sticking out of the beach, which, you know, it's four stones sticking out of the beach. Huzzah. And unless you actually saw little markings on them, you wouldn't think anything of it. As it is, you're walking along the top of the cliff, you look down and you go, oh, there's four stones. You know. Yeah, like, like vaguely the size, the, the width of them, the patterns, they look vaguely like the, what you have seen on the crude drawing in the Chupacabra cave. Uh... Guys, those stones down there, do they look familiar to you? Mm. Wow. Nice spotting. They like what you showed me (coughs) written down, yeah. (coughs) Oh dear. Cure light cough. (laughs) (laughs) If only that existed. Yeah. Cure cotton cold. First little cleric spell. Everyone wants to be a cleric. I don't know why. That's why that particular wand costs ten times more than any other. <laughs> Supply and demand, well, baby. Well, no, no, there is a cure for the common cold in Dendi. It's called Remove Disease. And it costs 750 gold for a potion off it. Well, oh, maybe it's less. Third level potion? No, no, a third level potion is 750 gold. Standard buying price. So... Uh, but if you make it yourself, it'll be cheaper. Yeah, nonetheless, you'd have to really want that cold cured. By last week's cold, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wanted it cured, but would you have paid, like, thousands of dollars to have it cured? I'm just working out what the, what the equivalent <laughs> is. I think, um, 
I thought it was only 50 gold per level for potions. No, it's it's times caster level times something. Because keep in mind, the caster level was the thing is uh, 5. Okay, so consider that, you know, generic Joe Bob, the relative professional with a couple of ranks of profession, might make like seven to ten gold in a week. So at that point, you're talking about your entire year's wages to get rid of that common gold. Would you have paid out every piece of salary you've earned in the last year to get rid of it? Yeah. You know, it might be. I could, I could genuinely see if you were a six hundred thousand dollar a year lawyer, you might well pay ten grand to get rid of your gold. But um, be happy to cure cancer, though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Why use Drink this and don't see me the Why use remove disease or a cold when you could use it on on brain or worms? <laughs> oh, that's right. Those are a thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> would would they be considered as a disease though? Uh. A couple of PCs in one of the Kingmaker podcasts started dying of brain worms. Because they ate infected... <coughs> they, they ate infected boar and <coughs> cheese. Oh, that's uh, right. Uh, oh, poor thing. Let me know if anything you need there. Uh, I can't even die quietly. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, we love you. You can die noisily. Yeah. I could use a tissue. So, yeah, these, and what they are is um, vaguely heavily weathered obelisk-style stones. They're that classic monolith thing. They go up, there's a point at the top. There's a monkey with a bow threatening it. <laughs> Something like that. Well, at least we know we're on the right track. So, sorry, what happened? We climbed down and looked at the obelisks. Well, uh, no, as far as I'm aware, you just looked at them from the top yeah. of the cliff and gone, hey, those look like the things that we've had pointed out there. Yeah. Okay. I haven't gone any particular yeah. much further than that. No, that's right. Okay, so we're going to head down and have a look, given that Tony spotted them so cleverly. Yeah. 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 How senior Jask's play. He might be awesome at it, but wouldn't put money on it. Generally speaking, clerics aren't awesome with anything yeah, from skill. Keep your money, just look at them. I don't know, Mom. That, that looks like kind of a high cliff. Well, you can stay up here, maybe. Yeah, it probably suits me better, if it's okay. That's fine. I'll stay up with them, but just, you know, just in case there's trouble up here. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyone who's climbing down, uh, if they have five in athletics, then you're fine. Okay, I do. I'm fine. Because you take ten or a routine check, you climb down the cliff face. We can just climb down the cliff. We do athletics no. things all the time. Because <laughs> you, you've got your grappling hook, but you may not want to risk the rope. Although <laughs> dun, we, did, dun, dun, we dun. have new rope from my backpack. We had two ropes. Yes. So one of them's okay. Well, if you want to put the rope, if you want to put the new rope down there, then just climb down that one. Okay. Well, it would probably be good to have everyone down there. So. Yep. Yep. I so think we thread the new rope in. Yep. Yep. I'll take my rope off my character and you can just see your things fixed. Yep, sounds good. We have, I think we have one good rope. <laughs> okay, so I'll attach to a grapple hook. 
everyone climbs down, and when you come right close to these things and examine them, um, each of the four stones has runic markings of some kind on it. Um, they are they they look like they're sort of made from the surrounding environment. Uh, can you give me knowledge denture? Yeah. Twenty-five. Oh, okay. So you look at them and think they're they're the right sort of stone for this area, as in they, they haven't been imported from a foreign country or something. But they're really old, like you know, a good thousand <coughs> or so years old. You're actually looking at it and thinking that these. <coughs> might have come from it looks like it's basalt of some kind volcano stone originally yeah. and you think you know the last time the volcano erupted that was probably quite some time ago at this point um, probably spread these stones around the island they've since been taken deliberately moved here have been heavily weather worn since and have what are presumably magic sig- sigils on them of some kind uh, when you go up and touch them they actually feel slightly warm to the touch and, you know, more so than everything else around you on the beach. Uh, and they have little runic marks on them that you can pretty easily correlate to the notes you've got. This one's cool. one, two, three, four. Um, other than that, there is nothing remotely resembling instructions on what they are, what they're for, what they do, anything of the kind. It's obviously not designed to... Uh, either it's not designed to be particularly clear or whatever information was on them has been lost to time. Do the markings match up with what we saw from the uh, ca- from the cave? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You can identify which one's stone number one, which one's number two. Oh. Uh, incidentally, Lydia, you think this is exactly the kind of thing you could activate with a use blindly, use magic device check <laughs> <to> the side <laughs> oh, So if you can't work out how to activate them, you can just try and make it happen by doing a bunch of stuff and hoping it's the right stuff. Because that's exactly how use, use it blindly works. Absolutely. Good to know. Um, however, we are not blind at this time. Um, oh, we don't have all the ingredients. No, but we can think about what we would need having found the monolith. We need a... Blood, poison. Yeah. A no, a tongue of poison. So that's more specific than poison. Yeah. yeah. We need some kind of poisonous serpent. Um, or similar, or, or we need a poisonous, a, a, a poisonous creature that's got a tongue. Um, we you need have water. found snake nests on the island. Yeah. You've already found them and know where they are. So getting one would be, um, you know, tricky, but yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, you wouldn't have to find. So it, as, assuming that we're not talking like a lot of blood of a thinking creature, one yeah. of us could do that. I could do that. Um, uh, waters in the sea and a vessel of metal. So. Ordinarily, a container made of metal wouldn't be hard at all, but... Uh, you are standing next to someone wearing full plate armour, yeah. helmet included. Ah, brilliant. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, it, uh, that actually might be relatively difficult to procure. You didn't certainly didn't have one several days ago. Yep. You do now. Fantastic. Okay, um, and then the last one is the name of Norberger. Yeah. Which is relatively easy. So all we actually need is to steal a snake. So... Where are the snake nests? Up with the alcohol. Right. Uh, you've actually found several around. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. 
Because you keep finding them, and I keep assuming that you don't want to deliberately go and murder a bunch of dangerous snakes. Yeah, yeah. Because we've got to be with us, so we can pretty much default assume we don't murder hapless critters unless we actually have some kind of reason for doing so. Plus, you know, Tiny and I, while we're not the friend to hapless creatures that Zui is, are kind of probably opposed to fights for which we don't get paid that imperil us. That, that, that don't help anybody for which we don't get paid. On the plus side, now that well, I can grab a snake and not be worried about being bitten. I suspect you still... I, I agree that you're definitely the <laughs> snake grabber, but um, I think the conception is it can still find a gap in your gauntlet if you fail badly enough on the check. Yeah. Still, it's going to have a hard time. Certainly my experience has been walking through thorn bushes and plate doesn't get you an automatic pass on the um, being stabbed by thorns. Weren't they magical cthulhu thorns, though? No, the thorns were just regular. It was the fact that there were monsters attacking me while I tried to pick the thorn bushes that was the problem. Okay, so... The closest snake nest you have found. Pass me your map. I suppose I've got one printed out with a group. Uh, is He's doing fine, sweetie. Is up in D4. Uh, okay. Vaguely around your camp. Right, so that is the... Yep, yeah, so that is... It's, it's, um, it's not that hideous a hike, but it kind of seems like something we probably want to do fresh in the morning yeah. rather than... Particularly because, supposing that we unleash the treasure and it works out we're not really a follower and no burger and, you know, a devil erupts from it or something, or we botch well, it up. use magic oh, device, Chet. So, you... Oh, so we be back on that? Yeah, yeah, so it's down here, oh. just there. So it's not too long a hike, but we probably want to come from camp, go get the snake, come yeah. south. If you want to title them, you're welcome to title them Mysterious Stones or some such thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll put a little note on there so we've got... Stonehenge! Like I, I won't Stonehenge isn't evil. These, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure these are. You're just saying that because they dedicated dedicated to Norberg. This is true, <laughs> and that's a good reason because he is an evil yeah. deity. She's <laughs> just saying it because it's a fact. But because the, the, the fact that they need blood and a tongue of poison, like that's that's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not that religious, but you're religious <laughs> enough that, like, if it wants blood and poison and, you know, is dedicated to the god of greed, secrets, and murder, it's probably a bad thing. Alright, so I think we've got two separate missions in the south plus further exploring. Yep. Is there more stuff in that hex, or is. We want to probably uh, finish the. So, no, concluding that you don't want to poke these stones any further, or rather go and get the stuff and come back again. Yeah. You have a look around the rest of the hex and see. Rivers, trees, blah, blah, blah. Sweet. We explore the hex and call it a day. We will decide which one of those things we're doing or if we're doing either of them on the morrow. Is that the, is that the first... That's the first hex you explore today, isn't it? Yep. 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 Just doing the XP for it. Yeah, you know, that's right. Yep. Yeah, no, we... we um, crafted things in the morning and then in the afternoon we chickened out of the uh, we, we chickened out of the wind warrior twice. Jask is picking up XP. Yeah. <laughs> Soon he'll be allowed to cast meds twice a day. Mm. Well, yeah, no, the thing is, you've got to remember we're sharing our like 100 XP bounties with him. It's going to take a while before he. Yeah, you're not sharing your 1600 for the Red Mountain people. No. Well, we're not trying to get these guys a level, we're trying to get these guys safely home. They can adventure on their own time. By all means. Okay. So. Home again, home again. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. And we want to talk to a Ciro about um to market to market to buy a fat yellow. Creepy um 
Creepy samurai dudes. Creepy samurai lassodons. Samurai lassodons. <laughs> we hope you liked the show. It was the best that we could do. If you could do better, then we'd leave it up to you. <laughs> samurai lassodons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, why. <laughs> okay, so you return to Ashura, you tell him we saw the up. Yep. Hey. Uh, yes, I have lots about this. Hey. It is likely. Where am I? Here I am. It is likely that they were say. It is likely that they were not sailors merely aboard the ship. But samurai assigned to guard whatever treasure or documents lie within that ch- within those chests. The honor of Tianzai is legendary. It would persist even after death. Hmm. Hmm. So what can we do about them? Well, I imagine they wouldn't give up the treasure unless um, their lords told them to. It is almost certain that purpose has been perverted over time. Uh, Tianzai ships do not sail with such creatures aboard. They would have died, drowned, and then risen again. Their duty unfulfilled. Well, I guess we could, you know, put them out of their misery. I can't figure out how we could convince... I mean, or we could convince them that their duty is done, but I'm not sure how. I mean, if they're... I mean, they they still want us to guard the chest, but they're kind of monsters otherwise. They probably want to eat us as well. Yeah. It really depends on how intelligent they are still. Yeah. Like, Yashiro will tell you his best guess is that... And he, he knows nothing about the ship mm. in question. It's just a completely random guess based on his like, culture. They were presumably exco- escorting the chest from point A to point B. You know, their job is done when they get it to point B or fulfil their lord's request uh, or die honourably in the service of doing so. Well, I guess we could fulfil the third one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he's presuming that they didn't die honourably, as in they died fighting Viking marauders on the ship or whatever. He's presuming they sunk, drowned, yeah. split their heads open on rocks, that sort of thing. Okay, so we have some context for that. Yep. And thus ends day 12? What are we up to? 13? 13. 13. And that's, that count is counting a day zero too, incidentally. Yep. Okay. So, do we get attacked or diseased in the night? Uh, no! Sweet! <laughs> It's a good time to use just. <laughs> Same results ever. Everyone's hopeful except Gallic. <laughs> Alright, morale it's, check. It's always the third dice that I roll. Oh, that's right, I don't have to make morale check. I don't think I do either. If you had a 15 without. If you had a. a sorry, if you had a 14 without rolling. Yeah, I could have a 1. Let's have a look. Because I got 8 there. Yep. I've got a world save of five. Yep. And uh, then I've got the. No, um, the morale sheet doesn't help okay, the morale so bonus. 
As long as I don't, as long as I roll above a two. So you still have to make the check. You're just very unlikely to fail. Yeah. If you can obtain one more morale point, you'll be sorted. Sorry, why doesn't the morale check oh, help no, itself? The, the morale check does help itself. Yes, right. It's sorry. easier to get happier when right. you're happy. Sorry. All right. So the yeah, deal is, if something affects your morale, you will have to start making morale checks yeah. again. I have to remember just getting an extra spell all day too. <laughs> just because he's, he's his morale so high. Oh, right. His, his morale is high as going to go, which means he gets an extra spell with the highest oh, level sweet. he can get. So that's a bad, doesn't he? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, because he's not hopeful yet. Ah, oh, that's right. Also, yeah, I'm sure he'll enjoy his fucking extra cantor of the day. Hey, have a prestidigitation. And um, I'm borrowing Jask's mending for my thieves' tools again. <laughs> right, so... My bow is okay. I'm borrowing... It's fine. My sword is Ooh, not. Okay. Why? And my shield is. So what broke on your end? Ah, uh, my club. Right, and um, Zoe's sword... Damn it, I just fixed that. I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Damn it. Uh, okay, um, so we have um, Tiny's um, now at 13 out of 14 strength. So yep. That's good progress. Oh, no, sorry, 11 out of... 14? Yep. So that's progress, but not much progress. You see why I don't want to wait for you to be all better? <laughs> going to be well, four the, days this is the catch thing, something. The, the only thing that's stopping you from hanging around forever waiting for your situation to improve is the fact that your situation is continually deproving. Yeah, yeah. Your well, gear is breaking and you're risking more attacks and diseases the longer you sit around. Yeah, yeah. So it's a trade-off between do we go out while we're sick and tired yeah. or do we sit around and wait until we're feeling better. Yeah. Because so the trouble is now we've got two weapons broken which means we're actually... And tiny stats are no better, so we're actually worse off than we were the previous day. Well, my one's just glorified sticks, and that's easy enough to, you know, fix up. Uh, her one, I will need to spend uh, four hours fixing. So, so that slows us down if I stay. If I yeah, that's that. that's half a day. It may just break again tomorrow morning. Yeah, it is entirely possible. So, um, we could sit out in the morning, try and do the monolith, and then decide on whether we want to do something else. Yep, sounds good. Oh, that was the other thing, too. Um, if, if you're looking at um, negotiating with the Lacedons or whatever, uh, just keep in mind they're underwater. Which, right. will, which will substantially limit how much talking... Yes, very true. I thought you were going to say that we'd need a Shiro because we probably don't speak Tianzai, but... Well, uh, that, might be a, that might be a separate problem. <laughs> yeah, but the but main problem will be that you can't talk underwater. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't like, really think negotiating I, I, with the Lacedons is a good idea. I just feel vaguely bad. I'm pretty hand-wavy about how much communication the party does with each other underwater, but when you're clearly having a conversation with a bunch of things That's well fair. on the bottom of the ocean... Um, okay, so we want to go catch a poisonous snake. Yep. And I, I mean, it actually kind of seems like a job for Zwee, because that sounds like a survival check. You can hold the poisonous snake. <laughs> okay, so we don't have to roll this out as a full-blown combat catch a snake or whatever. This is just a survival check. Yeah. Fail it, you get bitten. Fail it badly enough, you get bitten and don't get a snake. Um, so that's 29. Okay. So... 30. You, of course, come up to them, you know just as it's coming up to the heat of mid-morning as the sun's coming up over the hills, just when they'll be starting to sleep and enjoy the torpid sun, 
come up behind one and grab it with both hands behind the neck, holding its fangs well away from you, and you have it pretty mobilised, you know. It's a poisonous snake, it's vaguely dangerous to you, but not tremendously so. Between the bunch of you, you can hold it, handle it, and more or less do whatever you want with it. It is still alive, it hisses and thrashes as you go, but... Well, we don't actually have to kill it. We could put in, we could put it in a sack and stick its tongue on the monolith, and then we could let it go down there. That's what I'm thinking. Because we've got the sack packs; they're basically sacks. So we can put the snake in a sack and you know t- tie the knot, knot, and then just carry it in the sack. Uh, can you give me a knowledge nature check? I think you should carry it in the sack in case it gets fangs out through the canvas because you're wearing gauntlets. Twenty-one. Uh, quite the opposite, in fact. You're pretty sure you will need it alive. Because its tongue is substantively less poisonous once it's dead. Right. Because it can no longer eject the poison. Okay, cool. So we need the snake alive. So we've got a snake, we've got a snake, we put it in a snack, a sack, we head down south. Yeah, so... We're uh, not taking Jaska this time. I don't think I've been terribly clear about this, but I don't think it um, matters. It's basically the, the instructions you appear to have are, um... No, oh, you've got the shit instructions. You don't know that. Never mind. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. No, if, if, we, if we're lacking information, we'll use Activate Blindly to make up the difference. Okay, so you take the snake, you go down there. There's a bit of wrangling to get the snake down the cliff, but you're yep. at the bottom of the cliff. Which, well, in fact, knowing where you're going, what you probably do is rather than climb down the same point, you go somewhere else, then walk around the coast. Yeah. You arrive back at the beach with the mysterious stones. Cool. They look mysterious. Quest pointer comes up. To use the mysterious stones with the snake, combine these two items. <laughs> okay. Combine snake with face. Oh, God, why is this happening? All right. Um, I wonder about having... Not that I'm eager to do the blood thing, but I wonder about having it be me trying these things because I'm both the one with use magic device and, you know, the rogue... Well, I think I should provide the blood because otherwise it may break your concentration when using the magic device. Okay. And yeah, you could pretty much pass the snake around as you like. Yep. Yeah, Evon, pass the snake over here. <laughs> You're back in camp. <laughs> I forget these things. Sometimes I look around, I don't even know where I am. I, got, I ended up on this island, man. I don't remember how I got here. This is not that unusual for me. <laughs> Okay. You don't remember either? Okay, that bit's weird. <laughs> okay, so you have four stones. Yep, so I think in order of... order. So, Tiny will bleed on the stone. Okay, so you go up to the first stone, Yep. basically pull out... Take your magic dagger, yep. Yep. please. Slash, slash your... your palm. Slash your wrist. Please slash down. your palm. And what, smear it on the stone? I would yes. suggest on oh, the... On the, the old... Um, do the old Pirates of the Caribbean squeeze yep. onto the sigil. Yeah, actually, given that it's sideways, you will actually have to smear it. Okay. Can, but yeah, I see what you're going for. Okay. Can you take one point of damage as you voluntarily cut into your own hand? Yeah. You smear some blood on the stone. You smear it into the uh, little runic engraving. It's clearly... Um, it's it's not very it's not like lightly scratched in. It's a deep little crevasse. When I say deep, I mean two yeah. centimeters deep, but enough that you can really get the blood in there. Yeah. 
So this use blindly check, do I make it once at the end or all the way through? Or do we just activate the things and then if that doesn't work, I... Uh, this would basically be in place of what... Because there's presumably a magic ritual that you're currently trying to fulfill that will operate these things. Yeah. In the absence of that, right. you okay. can use your knowledge of using magic devices and try a bunch of different things, yeah. which will either work or backfire horribly. <laughs> okay. Uh, nope, that's cool. It doesn't need to... Con- I, I, would, I would actually give you a bonus on your use magic device check because you have some sort of instructions that you think are the correct thing to do. But we can, in fact, just try the correct yeah, thing but, to do. but they are, in fact, two separate things. You don't right. have to do all of this malarkey if you're just using magic device. Sweet. Because you either manage to pull off the right thing or, much more likely, you convince the stones using your skills that you've put blood and snakes and whatever else into them. Right, yep. Okay, and then... Um, I yep, first stone has some blood in it. Yep, second stone, grab poisonous snake, stick tongue to sigil. You smear the snake on it, the snake lays <laughs> it up and down. Yep, I put the snake back in the bag very quickly and hand the bag to Sweet. Yep. Um, third sigil, um, we borrow Tiny's helmet. Yep, this is not off. exactly complicated. You walk down to the beach, you put the, you put the helm in there. Yep. You, you, you know... Okay, it's complicated. We'll do it carefully. We'll make sure there's no sand in there. It's pure seawater. Yep. And then um, touch the fourth sin- sin- um, sigil. Um, Lord of Thieves and Darkness, Linus Uraid, Norberger. The stones continue to hum to the touch slightly as they have previously done. Nothing happens. Okay. Time for the thieves method. <laughs> Then I guess I will endeavour to roll a um, use magic device to try and make him go. Okay, uh, can you give me... Nobody has got knowledge arcana, is it? No. Okay, uh, can everyone give me a wisdom check then? Wisdom. Crap. Twelve. This is going to be hard to figure out, incidentally. You don't really know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, full wisdom? Full wisdom. Oh. Wisdom, 24. 16. I rolled a 4 and it's not my strong suit. 28, I believe. 14 yep. plus 14. Yep. Um, yep. So, you have done the stuff. As far as you know, yep. nothing seems to be happening. You, the GM provides no further advice on that. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so, I would like to try try the blindly activating thing. Yep. <laughs> Because I have never used use magic fire, but perhaps you two would might like to move a little further away from the model before I do this. So I will just tell you how this works because you know how your own skill works. Um, Right, some magic items are activated by special words, thoughts, or actions. This one is clearly actions and words. Um, You can activate such an item as if you were using those things, even when you're not, and even when you don't know what they are. Uh, You must sort of speak, wave the item around, otherwise attempt to get it to activate. Yeah. Uh, if you fail by nine or less, you can't activate the device. If you fail by ten or more, you suffer a magical mishap. Okay. I, you make it do something, but yep. not what it is designed for. Um, so that's that dim to the risk. Yep. Uh, you will get a plus two bonus when you use magic device because you're pretty sure it involves some combination of blood, snakes, hats, etc. Yep. Et Don't forget the morale bonus too. Yes. So I have a plus two. Can I have the DMG? So that's plus four total. Yep. Is a twelve plus go dice roll. 
Okay. That is a 20. Okay. You fail by 9 or less. Okay. The device simply doesn't activate. You can continue to do this. It's only taking you a couple of minutes to throw. Um, it's, it's, you can continue to do it until you either succeed or fail dramatically. Dear God. Alright, well I'm going to give it another try, but I'm not necessarily going to try it until I blow myself up. Okay. Uh, 22. 22. You fail by 9 or less. You're literally talking about a span of, you know, two minutes to do this. Yeah. There we go. Uh, 27. Uh, it blindly activates. Yes! yes! Awesome. This is totally, the way I see this, this is totally like you would do it in a video game. You know, you get all the thingies and you put them together and you go, blood, snake, Blood snake hat 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 name. Okay. Name hat snake blood. I, I assume, blood snake hat I assume Adam at least has seen um uh, not evil dead was it Army of Darkness? Oh god no. Put your Did hand you... on the book of shadow Natu Glorata <laughs> Did you say the words? It's it's he remembers like two of the three command words to activate the Necronomic is to Yes, I said the three words. Did you say them correctly? Look, I might not have gotten every syllable right. <laughs> okay. So Yeah, that sounds that. about right. But, but yeah, it's the video game thing where I just try every possible combination in the hopes that because so, I must have I'm, gotten I'm all. You, note you, you, you don't, you don't you think out. you have actually got the right the, the the actual original method of how this is supposed to be activated. Right, yeah. Because while you were doing this, you were thinking thoughts, saying other command words, tracing experimental runes and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well working with water and blood and snakes. Yeah. And things. Um, somewhere in there... Um, <laughs> I put the helmet on the snake. <laughs> the stone... Some, somewhere in there, the stones begin to glow a dark purple, um, almost instantaneously you see as you're doing this on one of the stones, they all go home. they glow a dark purple and the sky is split with a tremendous noise as bolts of lightning fly out of the sky and hit all four of the stones simultaneously I'm not, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Lydia, you are actually touching one of the stones oh, as this happens. The lightning just hits it and apparently dissipates into it without doing anything to you. Sweet. But like the stone absorbs it or anything else. Um, you're pretty sure if you were on top of the stone, that might be a different story because then the lightning is hitting you. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> Uh, everyone needs to make a fortitude save to all go deaf while this happens. Yes. 27. 25. Uh, 14. Okay, You're so Lydia, you are a little too close. The lightning yep. doesn't hurt you. It's the massive crack of thunder and lightning. You... <laughs> yep, you're deaf. Okay. I'm deaf. Well, at least you're not a spellcaster. That would have really sucked. Yeah, but you, you know, anything you guys want to tell me, you're going to have to write it down. <laughs> Well, you're not fully deaf, it's the... Lydia, can you hear? What? Right, yeah. What? I hear it is the log 
So that's like, aside from communication issues, that's just the penalties of things I don't do anyway, right? Uh, it's, it penalises your spell casting, it penalises your initiative, and yeah. a, a handful of other little things. No Nothing I think you need to dramatically worry about. Cool, that's right, I've written it uh, down. And then, this happens, you're sort of looking around like, oh... Yeah, he is doing this. I've also dropped the snake, and it's probably slithering away at this and, point. And the a couple of seconds later, there is something even more impressive happening. Another loud rumble, this time not of thunder, but of water, as there is a noise, and the tides begin to recede violently out of the beach. And they roll back 40, 50 metres like, the sea just retracts. Wow. And pulls away from the beach. It's, you know, at this point, you're vaguely at mid-tide. It goes to the low-tide marker within half a second, then goes out past the low-tide marker, out past... The bay just disappears, essentially. There's Ooh. just beach there now. There's just sand there now going down. Wow. And you can see a bunch of rocks... And flopping fish and that sort of thing sitting in this beach cove. I'm glad I didn't screw this up. Because this is a power this is this is perhaps a more powerful magical artifact that I necessarily realised when I started randomly poking it. <laughs> we may also want to, you know, leave in a hurry. Because I think everyone on the island saw that. Mm-hmm. Not before we get the treasure. Well, of course yeah. not. I'm gonna go look and see what I can see in the Say there. Okay. Just tell you what you Hang on, Jared hasn't actually narrated that the loading screen is still up. Yeah. Hey, do you know how hard it is to animate that much water movement? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's one of those things where the water rushes out in a dramatic, um, in a dramatic um, video cut, and then the next bit of the game is just the computer whirring and trying to keep up with what happens after <laughs> the video cut. What are we doing in this elevator? Yeah, cage really hell, but no one knows what happens to the Prometheans. Maybe they all died in one of their slow-ass fucking elevators. (laughs) (laughs) I do think the fact that they played... I I understand why they made their loading screen a elevator, but I do think the fact that they had incredibly slow elevators and played Muzak in the background was taking it entirely too far. Sorry, you'll need to give me a minute here. No, that's not good. It's fine. To actually give you the right information here, you'll end up yeah, yeah, terribly confused. <laughs> yeah, we do, do. We do want to find what's in our bay. <laughs> we don't want. And then there's a shipwreck with zombies on it. Isn't that the one over there? No, no, it's here now. <laughs> but where's the trainer? Somewhere else. <laughs> well, it's in the great Jabu Jabu stomach. Why don't you go inside and find it? Grr, water temples. Mm-hmm. good. So you look out at at this now pretty non-existent beach there's just the odd tiny little pool of water where the tide hasn't caught it quite right. I mean there's there's nothing particularly here that leaps out at you. A bunch of rocks, a bunch of fish. Yep, okay at that point we do start wading out and looking around the beach. Well well, there's no wading there's no water. (laughs) Oh sorry. You walk down the. You walk into the bay. The sand will still be quite wet because it's just been sea bottom. So I was thinking in terms of that. It's been sucked like the water out from between the sand grains as well. It's wet sand, but it's not thick, deep wet. You just walk across it, your feet get wet. Sweet. Okay, yep. You walk out into that bay, 
and as you get far enough walking that you are out of the bay, you can see this has happened everywhere to the water as far as your eye can see. So it hasn't just emptied this bay, it's pulled all the water, because you're now walking out into that middle hook bit. Ooh. Do you see what I'm pointing at? So this bit. So, no, no. Uh, yes. See, so you're down further there. Yeah, yeah, see where there's that tiny bay? Yeah. That's where you're standing activating this. Yeah. You're now walking out into this, into almost the next hex, that bit. Right. And the water is mostly gone from there. Right. Um, you can see on the horizon there is still water in that inlet bay in the centre, but it's pulled everything back at least 50 metres or so. Wow. Nice. Okay, so we're sort of walking along the coast looking for this thing. Yep. Okay. We do that. Where are you headed? Which way? That's uh, a good question. I would say towards the cannibal village, because I think it's more likely to be in that direction. I, I think it'd be away from the cannibal village, because this is where there are altars to the Chupacabra. But um, how do we know the altar to the Chupacabra's got anything to do with it? The map pointed to the cannibal village. Right there, then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll see one thing here. Um, yeah, this should be a shoot, actually. Um... There is a thing, there is one thing you will see in this bay um, that you go over and poke and it doesn't do anything. Um, it appears to be under the water there is a big carved rock that is being prettily, pretty heavily worn down by water and time. But it looks like it's vaguely in the shape of a chupacabra head. You know, big statuesque thing. Um, and it's got a bunch of different carvings on it. When you go over and look at it, some of them you can read, some of you you can't. Um, but it looks like they have been added to over the years. Uh, linguistics check. Wow, I nat 20 that. Um, nice. So 20, 24. Okay. Uh, they all say more. You, you would guess from the ones you can read and the ones you can intuit, they will say more or less the same thing with some variations for the language. Um, that says the beast shall alight and devour unbelievers. Despite this, no chupacabra lands on here to eat you. Because <laughs> <laughs> huh? you know it's dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be like. But as soon as you activate the tide stones, for that is what they're called. Yeah. Um, the chupacabra lands to murder you. Right. But it doesn't because it's got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie, it's been horribly killed. <laughs> this is exactly like when I killed that ninja and then the next six encounters roll and then the ninja murders you. Oh, wait, yeah. he's dead. <laughs> so there is a threat here that you will be killed by a true recovery. You're like, oh, that's... You look up, you look at the sky. It's not a second one, right? No, yeah. no, nothing lands on you at all. Sweet. And you start to walk around the base. Yep. <laughs> That's so the, awesome. the map, wait, the second map pointed to the cannibal village, didn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we head along the bay in the direction of the cannibal village. And had uh, a vague drawing of four stones with no runes or further instructions or anything like that. Yeah. Or any, any indication of where they were. Yeah. Sort. Okay, if you pass me your map, I will pull the... Um, Post the I'll pull the post-its back so you can see. See the C bit, because that's the bit that we're walking along. I'm glad that we did this first thing in the morning, because this might easily take all day. <laughs> I'm glad see. we killed the tube cover already. Yeah. Let's just see what you can yeah, see. Yeah, that does seem to have been one of our better decisions. <laughs> okay, so you come out of this little bay here, you walk round, and then you've got enough of a view that you can see the bits you have explored and you haven't. 
there's no water line here going to the cannibal village. This coast curves back around and heads back up towards the areas you already explored in your camp and things. Okay. There must be something wrong here. Alright, so is the, is the tide pulled up all the way along? Yep. Whole, right. Whole thing everywhere. Okay. So there is still a little bit of water in the middle there, but... Alright, well in that case we could go along this way and then retrace our steps and head back towards our camp the other way. Uh, yeah, because we, we, we don't we have no idea where what we're looking for is or how long this effect will last. Yep. So we, all we can do is our best. All right, so I turn think around and head back. Turn around and head back and um, check out the see, see, see how far the water line goes in this direction, and then if it runs out, we'll turn and we haven't found anything. We'll turn around and head back the other way. So this is pretty easy to bypass the little hook where it curves in in D five. You don't have to walk in; you can literally just walk in a straight line from island point to island point because the water is not there anymore. Yep. It walks straight across. Again, you see evidence that the sea was here. There are a bunch of fish. A really good way to fish, incidentally. Yep. A bunch of fish, rocks, seaweed, a few planks of wood, that sort of thing. Nothing tremendously exciting. Yeah. Uh, and you continue to walk along, come all the way back up through D4. Yep. Around the coast of D4. And yet now... As you start to get into E5, you can see it's done everywhere around the island from what you can see. It's all the sea line all up around the edge of both coasts. So I not, think we need to be here. It's not just this bay. The map pointed to the cannibal village. We need to be on the coastline on the other side. Possibly, yeah. And you can see... I don't know what's up here now. <laughs> well, there might be any number of things along the coast, but the thing that we're looking for in terms of Treasure, I think, is here. Uh, I wonder how the Lysodons fare at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, actually. It is a good point. We've not talked to the Lysodons doing this way. You can now see um, the, I believe it's the bearded harpy, the ship that is here. Yeah. Um, is now very clearly exposed. You've already been in and, and delved it and raided it. Yeah. But it's no longer, the shipwreck is no longer underwater. Yeah. You can just walk up to the ship if you're self-inclined. So that probably does apply to the Windwalker. Mm-hmm. But the question is... The vast majority of these shipwrecks you've found are on the coast. Yeah, but the question is how long will the effect last? Oh, there is the question. Okay, so what time is it at this time as we head into D, as we sort of walk through um, D four? So you came. This was the first thing you did in the morning. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, it's about eleven o'clock ish in the morning. <laughs> but keep in mind these are not tremendously huge. It takes you a little bit less than an hour to walk around each coastline. Because we snuck here, we snuck in a path straight and spied on the Cannibal Village. Yeah. What we could do is sneak sneak in a path south of it. And try and get to the coastline and see if we can find the treasure. Because mm. now that it's exposed, somebody else could find it. Or the ocean could go back, and I don't know if I can do the thing again. You get another bonus on your US Magic Device check if you've already activated it before, because okay, you have a cool. better idea of how to do it. But you still can't auto-do it every time, because that 
use magic devices about fooling it rather than doing it the right way. There's yeah. always a chance to roll a natural one. So that's what the treasure hunter wants <laughs> to do. It's not necessarily the sensible plan. The sensible plan might be to acquire more information on stuff and just hope that nobody finds it while we're not looking. That's what I. That's what my character would want to do. What do you two want to do? Well, like Mary uh, suggested, there is the last dogs we can go take a look at. Yep. They're, the, they're easily the closest thing. Well, now, if we <coughs> want to talk... I, I mean, I'm not saying it won't be easier to fight them if, when they're out of water, because it will be, but there's still 12 of them, and we have neither a cleric nor a guy who speaks Tianzai. Mm. And two broken weapons out of three. On the other hand, the water is a pretty big advantage. Yes. We might just want to wear the broken weapons. And we could go back to camp and interrupt Asura's fishing, although I point out <laughs> if we take Asura with us, we will have no one actually making food for the day. I think his fishing's pretty much interrupted if this is happening. Oh, oh, <laughs> we suddenly cut to Asura's like, Hi, hi. This is even easier than usual, <laughs> picking the fish out, putting yeah, them yeah, in his okay. I, I, I think we could probably actually say we get a, he can do it in a morning, given the, that we've made it a lot easier for him. So do we want to go back to camp, get a Suro, and go try and negotiate with the Lassibles? Or do we want to sneak, try and sneak past the cannibal village and try and find the treasure? Um, just keep in mind, with Tiny, my survival goes down, my, my stealth goes down by four. Yeah. Yeah, but the last time we uh, actually, I stayed behind. The you last stayed time, behind, I? and I didn't have ten. And on top of that, you also take the worst armor check penalty of the group too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't, and I didn't have. You can't cover me. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's still better covering you than she is having you make your own separate stealth check. True, but um. Well, Alright, so I got all overexcited by finding the monoliths and didn't spend enough time pondering the fact that the map said the cannibal village. But on the other hand, that was a good way to find out what it does. Now we know what it does. Yep. Um, keep, keep in mind, these two points are not awesomely far away from each other by any realistic scale. You know, it's like two hours to get to the cannibal village from here. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Um, look. If we go, we're in D4, so if we go straight down, straight through D5, and walk along the coast along the bottom, mm. it'll be a bit longer, but we'll have checked that coastline, and we won't have to go any closer to the cannibal village than the coastline. I'm not necessarily saying it's safe, but it is safer than cro- going cross-country. Yeah, um, but then the problem still gets when we get closer to the cannibal village, there's going to be lockouts. Well, it, I mean, the thing is, the cannibal village is here, and the coastline is further away. The cannibal village is not on the coast, it's a little ways inland. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure that's true. Yeah. And they can't be, like, obviously they'll have no, they're, there's a good chance they'll have noticed this, but they can't be scouring every inch of coastline, because it's happened 100 miles around the island. No, but the first place they're going to go is the obelisks. Well, the thing is, if they do go to the obelisks, we won't be there. Mm because the obelisks are here and we're going down here. And if the first place they go is their own coastline, they'll have been and come back by the time we get down there. Uh, and a point to, a thing to point out for the future, though, is that they now know there's someone else on the island. Yeah. Yeah. 
but they were, which is a shame, but you know, we were going to tip into that sooner or later. Um, so, so, so your assessment is basically the li- bolts of lightning would have been very visible by anyone vaguely around the area. Yeah. Um, people in the jungle under the trees wouldn't have seen it at all. Yeah. If it, if the effect goes all the way around the entire island, everyone's going to notice the coast just disappeared oh, and, the, and the tide went out violently. But that doesn't necessarily correlate it to because people over here were poking stone eggs. Yeah. Unless the cannibals already know that's what the stones do. And yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. At which point it's going to be pretty damn obvious. But hey, somebody should go I'll show you what I mean on the map. That's the cannibal village. The, uh, that's the coast. Would have to know because no, somebody I'm, had to I'm, carve out the uh, idol. Yeah, but the thing is, is it could have been the person who buried the treasure. Anyway, let Adam go. Let Adam go to the bathroom. Um, I'm okay with that. I just want you to remember, I can't. My my stealth isn't necessarily going to be as good as. It yeah, is. well, that's why I'm operating a plan where we're not really stealthing so much as just going round. Yep. But I admit that's just because I want to find the treasure. It's not necessarily the wisest plan, but on the other hand, I really don't want the cannibals to find the treasure. Um, so I, I'm okay with that plan. We'll see what I don't think when he gets back. So, in terms of actually walking down there... Yep, where is it you're aiming to go? Um... Down from D4 to D6, just yep. more or less straight across the land. Yep. And then along the coastline from D6 around to the coast next to the cannibal village. Yep. So along... Um, yeah, so depending on specifically where the coastline goes, it's going to be about half an hour to an hour through each hex. Yep. Is that the question you were asking? Yeah, that was that was what I was asking. Is yeah. um, it does sound we can get there within we can get there within the day. We yeah, no, no question. The thing is, if you're sufficiently dedicated to going there, you can get more or less anywhere on the island within a day. Yeah, because furthest point to furthest point, they're not eight hexes apart. So yeah. in eight hours, you're going to get there. So we come up with a plan. What we're waiting for you. <laughs> So, um, what I propose and Miriam's okay with is that we go deep, 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 investigate treasure. Sounds good. Okay. I will again trim these post-its to the coastline. Yep. As we discover some coastline. Not what lies with them. Okay, so you can see that it doesn't look like there's a lot of hex in C7. Yeah. Um, you are basically walking around the coastline at the bottom of cliffs at this point. Yeah. So you can't actually get up and explore it unless you yeah. climb on cliffs and that sort of thing. But based on the size and geography of the island, it doesn't look like there's a lot of there there. Yeah. Because you didn't quite know whether the coastline was going to jut all the way around here or whatever. Yeah. Because you didn't remember the coastline drawing I've done for you was based off your knowledge of the island's vague shape. Yeah. So it's not terribly specific. Uh, so, you walk along, uh, you see the sea, and you pop out, yep, you can see the, um, Tianzai ship, the Wind Warrior, is pretty clearly exposed, 
and would be easy to walk to if you were so inclined. Yep. You walk along through C7. Yep. You walk along through B6. And you do not see any more shipwrecks along this side of the coast at all. Cool. And just as you are coming to sort of the edge of B6 where it's turning into A5, uh, can everyone give me a perception check? I'm trying to get some... Oof. Nope. Natural one. I see nothing. Nothing. Uh, Twenty. Twenty-eight. Okay. So, Tiny remains momentarily ignorant of this. The other two of you feel a slight rumbling beneath your feet and hear just a slight noise of water. Tide's coming back in. Right. Mm-hmm. You are at the bottom of the cliff. Okay. And the sea is going to crush you. Okay. Any moment now. And what do the two of you do about it? Tiny doesn't get an action this round. I'm going to head for the shore. Yeah, I think um, head for the cliff with yeah. a man to yeah. climbing up. Yeah. It and yeah. we'll you can walk. shout, fuck! And start running yeah, we'll, we'll call Tiny, <laughs> come on! <laughs> and the two of you start running for the cliff. Yep. Okay, and a moment after that... Oh, oh, 20 foot movement speed. Yeah, yeah well, you're wearing plate. <laughs> everyone's on 20 foot movement yeah. speed. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Yes, but he's, wearing, he's the only one wearing plate mask. Okay, so a moment after this... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, there is a... <coughs> noise as you basically see the sea appears to have receded out 50 metres or so out. And then it starts going <coughs> and rushing back in like the tide is coming back in incredibly fast. It's going to be upon you in moments. Uh, and can everyone make me at an athletics check? Uh, Tiny, you were at minus five to this because you were further back from everyone else. So I'm at minus eleven. <laughs> <laughs> run, Tiny, run! Nineteen for my athletics. You make it to the cliff face. Zero! Uh, 20, 28. You make it to the cliff face. I think I'm going to spend Tiny a card does on not that. make it to the cliff face. I'm going I'm to use a card on that, I think. So, the survivor. The survivor. <laughs> That's really hard to argue with. Go for it. Okay, you get two more rolls. Be better than a four, please. <coughs> okay, so that's an eight. You've got a minus a li- Oh, right, you've got some athletics. Okay, yeah, and he's been penalised because he's behind you. Yeah. So, so that's an eight. Okay. Yep, and. So you run towards the cliffs. Um, These two basically run ahead, are are ahead of you by around, having heard it coming. Run, grab the edge, and start scrabbling up the edge. You're running towards the cliff when the wave hits you from behind, and it is a wave. It just goes boom and slaps you into the cliff face. Can you make me a strength check to essentially reverse bull rush the wave? Crying out loud. Nineteen. Okay, so smash into the cliff wall goes tiny. You, you rolled an eight there, didn't you? Yes. Oh, right. oh, 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 yeah, yeah, sorry. You were sick. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, can you take seven points of damage? Yep. And you are now at the cliff edge. <laughs> uh, can you also make your reflex check? Wow. Uh, nine. Okay. And... You scrabble at the rock, but do not get a firm grab on it. And at this stage, you are in the water, somewhat floating, somewhat sinking, being 
smushed gently against the cliff with just the regular lap of tide as opposed to the big wham. Oh, that's good. Uh, and you two have gotten the cliff, so if you so desire, you can make me an athletics check to climb up. On the oh. basis that once we climb up, only we can if throw we you fail this do you need to start worrying about swim checks. Uh, if we climb up, we can throw a rope back down. Yes, Nineteen. Okay, so the two of you run to the cliff edge, you get your hands on it, you're climbing up, and that's when the wave comes in and, and but just smashes over you and wets you from behind. It's not yep. rushing you into the cliff face because you're already there. You both get soaked, and then you climb out a little bit of climbing through the water, then climb up and start climbing up the cliff face. Tiny, who hasn't managed to grab the cliff yet, <laughs> needs to make a swim check in his full plate. That's the widest Wow. Yep. <laughs> Oh, God. And that would be athletics, wouldn't it? No, it would be. Uh, yes, it would be athletics. I removed swim, didn't I? So yes. Minus 12. Minus 2 from having a lowered strength. Yeah, makes minus 14. You're no longer taking any addition, additional No, no, there. but it's yeah. double for swim checks. Uh, so I'm at negative 7 on my dice roll. Go dice roll. But I have discovered in my time that if you are strong enough, you can sometimes do these things. I am motivated. So that's a 13 on the swim check. On an actual 20. Okay. So the thing is, the water here is Morale. Plus 2. 15. 15? Yep. Okay, that will actually make a difference. Thank you. Because the water here is not calm. To swim in it regularly is a DC 15 swim check. <laughs> like, it's it's not a big concern because you're not trying to swim so much as just stay afloat here. <coughs> what, what would happen here is you'd need to fail the swim check significantly enough to where you hit the point you start drowning. <laughs> Otherwise, you just bob here. You don't go any further. You don't go backwards. On a 15, however, you actually gain control of yourself. And, you know, you drop under in the full plate, of course, and Tiny disappears from sight. And everyone leans off the cliff and goes, No, Tiny! And then they see my tree branch float up and yeah. go up into the distance. <laughs> and he heroically out of the water. Yeah. And you can swim to the edge of the cliff face and begin climbing up it. Hey, I got metal hands. <laughs> okay. So. When we get to the top, I'm gonna, you know, just just point out here. You've now been inconvenient. We've been adventuring for like an hour. You've been inconvenienced five times by this full plate, and it has benefited you not at all. Are you sure you don't want to rethink wearing studded leather armor? Uh, uh, uh. No fairness. You'd have liked it if you'd been attacked by a chupacabra. Yeah. Maybe Ares would trade with me. <laughs> It's just because we have such an athletic campaign. I'm not saying every time you won't have, you get attacked, you won't wish you were wearing. No, no, the no, plate, no. I, I totally agree with you. It's just yeah. you know, they, uh, Tani's just you know figuring yeah. out the best. <laughs> in, in all fairness, all you have done today is climb cliffs and swim in rivers. Yes, but I'm just pointing out that is our normal day. It's not like this is the only day we've ever done those things. Every day we have been adventuring, we have either swum something or climbed something. Most yeah. days we do both. Although, if you were expecting to swim, it wouldn't be a problem, because yeah, you just take a couple of minutes and take the full plate off. It's true, it's just, by the time you... If your goal is every time you run into an athletics thingy, you take it off, and then you have to spend a couple of minutes putting it back on, how much are you actually going to be wearing it when you are attacked by things? Okay, I have a plan. Tonight, I gamble with Ares, and I make sure to lose my armor. <laughs> 
Sounds like a plan. Alright, do we have to make additional checks to actually climb the cliff at this point? Uh, no. Sweet. Pretty much scrabble up. Um. So I think we've learned a lesson. When we activate the Tide Stone, we need to be two hours or less from our intended debt, and we need to know where, where um, we're going. Yes. Can people give me a, a survival check, actually? Okay. Yes. Woohoo! Natural one. 21. I wasn't going to roll. I wouldn't have rolled it if there's I realised it was survival. There's a lot of water in your lungs, Tiny. Hey, my suit. 24. So, you know, Tiny, it's wet. There's water in your lungs. <laughs> Lydia, you have a pretty good idea of what time it is. Uh, as we, you put it as being... Uh, pretty much on the button for about six hours since you activated the stones. Ah, useful information, nice one. So it it activates, it takes the tide out within like a round or two, then puts it back within a round or two about six hours later. Right. Which would not be problematic at all if, if we you weren't we're... walking along the coastline where the sea is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And if we knew where we were going, we could get there within a couple of hours. We could probably get there within a couple of hours. Yeah. So, you are on the edge of B6, on the top of the cliff face. Yep. If you want to go back again the way you came, you can pretty much just pick your way along the cliff face. Yeah, I think we, we will head back. Um, we could explore C7, given we're up here, but it is kind of probably getting late at this point. But I do wonder about exploring C7, among other things, we've uh, covered it on the map. It's not actually awesomely late, it's about... Um, Two o'clock in the afternoon at this point. Cool. So we'll explore C seven. Tiny can just kind of lag behind and you know rest every uh, rest at periodic intervals. Quack quack. He's got a fish in my ear. <laughs> and yeah, you go and explore C seven. There is nothing in it. Sweet, but we have explored the hex, and I now don't have to keep track of the fact that it's uncovered and we haven't explored. There, well, there are some animal nests that we can't possibly not uncover. I'm really glad we're doing this for the ranger. Do you know how many animals would have been attacked by now if we weren't doing this for the ranger? Uh, the thing is, not many, because I wouldn't actually be running. You do a full blow in combat with some random vermin. It's you get bitten by a thing, then you avoid its nest. Yeah, yeah, but it helps. Yeah, we all appreciate not getting bitten by a thing. Yeah. All right, and then we stagger back to camp. <laughs> yeah, and it, you actively get challenged when you come back to camp. Like, people have got weapons out and are looking yeah. around and waiting for you when you come back in. And are you alright? What happened? Something happened to the sea. Yeah, we um, fa- we found those monolith thingies yesterday with Jask, and we, um, we turned them on. That's what they do. We were trying to get round to the coastline where we think the treasure might be, but um, the sea came back while we were looking. Hey, when this coast disappeared, I took it as a bad omen and immediately left the coastline. <laughs> yeah, the, the in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have been walking along next to the sea until we ate Yeah, it. yeah. See, Ishiro didn't go back out and get more fish when <laughs> yeah. we were just flopping. He's like, where did the sea go? <laughs> Ain't no fucking way until I'm back out there. Not until I know where the sea went. And he more or less dropped what he was doing and came back to camp as fast as possible where they've all stood around on guard. Yeah. And they would have actually seen the lightning from where they are. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You, you know, 
that does the vague assumption was they've been hit by lightning and killed. And then the sea disappeared. What did they do? <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was your fault today. <laughs> Well, actually, it was me that activated the thingy. <laughs> I bet he encouraged you. <laughs> Man. Never happy unless they're playing with a big stone. <laughs> anyway, Tiny needs to rest. <laughs> yeah, because you need someone to help you get out of the armor. I'll help you get as, out of the as armor. He, as he collapses, four areas will then rush in and grab him. What? Is he alright? What happened? Here, lie down. Rest, rest, rest. We'll get you out of this. <laughs> oh, she cares. She only cares when he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> he's okay. He just had to hey, swim it's in. A, it's a step up from when we first had yeah, the adventure. Yeah. Actually, she only did kill when I was dying then. <laughs> she just wanted to be be the one to do it. Yes. He just had to swim in his plate now. I said it's not adventuring up. Oh, well, well, that was dumb. No, no smart sailor goes out, goes out in the sea with plate mail. I'm a gladiator, not a sailor. Well, then you shouldn't have been out where the water was, should you? <laughs> crumble, crumble, crumble. <laughs> okay. I will fix Tiny some dinner and bring it to him. Tiny can just lie down for the evening. <laughs> Hopefully something unsalted. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it's probably going to be fish. That's kind of what he would eat around here. <laughs> yeah. Um, food is actually pretty in, in pretty short supply today because Ashura hasn't done any hunting. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to be starving anytime soon, so it's irrelevant yeah, yeah. to it, track it at this stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just get extra food tomorrow and catch back up. Okay. Also, if you roll a one activating the tide stones, you fail and you can't activate them again for another day. Right. Which I'm sure would matter dramatically to you. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I think we're going to stop poking the toads until we have a better understanding of what it is we're actually doing. <laughs> Do we call that a day? Yes. Yes. And, as in we're moving on to the next day. Yes. In the yes, that, island not. Yes, the, um, having almost drowned Tiny, we're calling that our achievement tonight. Okay. Which means as we head into your third week, or the start of your third week on the island. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Uh, Exposed to random encounters and diseases. No. Well, the bright side, we didn't neck off with Jask, yes. so we have a bonus. And the morale bonus. Yeah, the, I think the good news is we're starting to win, a, win the morale war. The downside is that the um, disease, we're still kind of getting our ass kicked by the diseases and the um, our gear falling to bits stuff. Yeah, well, the, the gear thing is not one that you're going to be able to fix. Yeah. You, you can't make the environment hospitable. Not unless you've got a really good scroll in your pants somewhere. So let's <laughs> something useful I can do, because we really don't need another yep. entertainer at this point, whereas the crafting thing definitely okay. helps. So, apparently some of the local wildlife has been a bit disturbed by the ocean disappearing. Yeah. And that night, you all wake to biting and slapping as a swarm of little aquatic spiders has penetrated your camp. Oh, yeah. Um, 
However, Ares is on guard for this sort of thing. There's good sight lines, everyone's set up, and the little alarm pulley system to wake him up. You get up and smush the shit out of them. She absorbs the damage that would otherwise happen to you. Sweet! With your guard, so you are fine. Cool. And Jask adds enough percentage to your avoid disease roll that you don't get diseased either. Yay! Yay! If you're wondering, I just have this massive string of pre-roll percentages across here for each day that tells me if you encounter something, how hard of an encounter it is, if you're exposed to disease, and by what percentage. Okay, so we awaken with fine for a relative degree of fine. Yep. Time to make checks for things. We're all good. So go up one more strength. Yep, which means you're only down two. If we can move the tides themselves, we can do anything on this island. Gallic finally feels better. Gallic's hopeful as well. Yeah. Yay! Armor. I pass my morale. Screw you. The full plate breaks. Yep. Must have been all that seawater. Yep. Yeah, I'm not that very surprised. Oh my god. Uh, okay. My sword is okay. And my bow is okay. You my said your bow shield. Shield is okay. Okay. I should say plate mail now. It's gone from broken. You've got the thing in front of you. What broken armor does? That's what I do. Yeah. It's definitely on the crafting page. Yeah, minus one armor class, extra armor sheet penalty. Oh, lovely. Okay, um... Let's see how long it takes for me to pass armor. Okay, so to bring it to normal, that would be a DC 18, which I can make if I take 10. And... Four hours, so it should take the morning for me to fix my armor. Can I just take a look at that? Um, repairing is the same DCV building, but takes one less less time. Yeah. Right. So you're taking that into account. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So four hours to fix your armor. Yeah. All right. The other thing, um, irrelevant to what you're doing, but keep in mind is you could also actually make armor for people at this point. Mm, I like could. you have access to leather and that sort of thing. So. I could. I could. Yeah. All right. So but it takes so much time. Yeah. <laughs> The um, options, like the, the gear has gone a bit downhill. Tiny could spend some Tiny could spend some time fixing just his armor, and then we could go out adventuring in the afternoon. We could just take a day and um, fix both fix both sets of um, fix your armor and either your or Zwee's weapon. Well, I no longer have a weapon, so Zwee's weapon, yes. Why? What happened to your weapon? It floated away. It was a two-handed club, and I got stuck in the water, so I'm just going to... That's hard to argue with, actually. Yeah. So I'm just going to change my power attacker to prove Dynamo Strike. Okay, and also, you know, it, it was, it's a broken club, so it was kind of... Stuck. Anyway, it's yeah. starting to get really useful. Alright, well... Yeah, because the problem is, is that you couldn't hang on to it and um, climb yeah, yeah. with it at the same time. Alright. So it's a question of do you want to stow it away safely and try and make another swoop check in the yeah. full play? And the answer is heck no. 
Explicit be gone. And he's like, that was cool. Let's go back and do it again today. <laughs> yeah. um, so we could mend Tony's armour and then go adventuring in the afternoon. Or we could mend Tony's armour and Zwee's weapon because that gives the advantage of Zwee and I can both do something around the camp and actually contribute. Yeah, sounds good. So I, I, I think... And because and, the thing is, if you say you if you help with crafting as well, then um, potentially we'll be significantly less likely to break all our stuff tomorrow, and we can go out again. Yeah, but I don't have any craft. So. Neither do I. You don't have to have craft okay. to help with crafting. Yeah. And I'll fix well, I mean, the other the other one is you could be another healer or something and give us a bon- an extra bonus to not catching disease. You don't have to be a crafter. I was just thinking that would really give us an increased chance of not breaking all our gear on the morrow. You? Um, it's probably best if I'm a healer because I actually have heal. Oh yeah, that's fine. So we're getting. I have your map. Yep. And you've got a broken weapon, right? Yep, my sword. Okay. I'll. <coughs> I'll mend that. It's back up to normal. So Tony spends eight hours fixing stuff mm-hmm. and is able to mend his armor and his wee sword. Mm-hmm. And um, I play the role of a crafter so that tomorrow everyone has to roll a 1 to 3 for their stuff to fail, not a 1 to 5. And we add an extra bonus healer, so we are extra immune to disease. Yay! Okay. And stuff happens. Uh, For starters, those who are up on watch will realise that... um, the seas are a lot more illuminated than they were yesterday. Uh, you've seen this periodically. I don't expect the players necessarily remember these sort of um, what are supposed to be ghost lights out in the water. Ah, yes. There's lots more of them. They're a lot more active around this area. Yeah. Um, and the wailing is significantly louder again. Something is going on in the ocean. It doesn't approach your camp, however. It's merely visible from your camp. Yeah. So you see it. You don't have to do anything about it. Um, I'm wondering if, if it moved that ship. What, whatever was doing the ghost lights. Yeah. Right. I'm wondering if completely ignoring the ghost ship may not have been the wisest move. <laughs> of things attack your camp in the night. Mm. Uh, they appear to be Lacedons, not in heavy Tianzai armour. Just the regular kind of Lacedons. Yeah, so you're watching the water, you know, watching the various ghost lights out, and it's like, oh, there's shadows flicking between, wait, there are things coming out of the water towards the camp, you know, that have already come well out of the water yeah. up the coastline, up towards the hills, and then they are upon you. Uh-huh. And you have a guard who eats some of this. Uh, everybody else takes eight damage. Ooh. Yep. They're, re- they're moderately strong in and of themselves, and they sip off. Yep. 
remembering that our god has armor, so yeah. that might help her slightly. She has armor and a weapon, but I'm not certain that's particularly relevant. It's not helping her in the guard thing. Yeah. It's so abstract that it'll help her if you actually take her out to do things. And you beat them off, killing a few of them. A couple retreat back out towards the sea, and it is the next day. Okay, now that damage, that's like post-resting, isn't it? We can't heal. Yeah, thought so. Alright, and. Jess then can cure light somebody if you desire. Mm-hmm. About to 13 strength. Well, she has an extra one now, so you can cure light two people if you desire. Sweet. Okay, so, um. Uh, morale checks for people who still make them, and gear checks. Gear checks. Remembering it's only a three yes. of to make it break. Then I don't need to roll for my priests. 21 morale. Yeah. Okay, and then gear checks. That was my bow. Enjoyed so Sweet, your sword is okay because I'm a crafter, otherwise it would be broken. And with my shield, so everything's nice. okay. okay. Alright, so with the cure lighting people, Jask is still saving an emergency one, is Correct, he? but he's now got an extra one because Morel's at the top. Yeah, so um, I wonder about cure lighting me and Zui, because, and then going out on the basis that Tiny has a decent amount of hit points. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Zui... Experience the awesome power of five healing. Lydia experienced the awesome power of eight healing. Sweet. I feel better. <laughs> okay, and what do we want to do? Gellert um, <laughs> gets depressed again. <laughs> I say we go up this way. So he's back to normal, he's right? He's back to normal. Yeah. yeah, I like the look of that island. Let's go poke that island. Alright, but so I think we probably yeah we want to hit we want to actually explore that. Into the island, island of sirens. Yeah, so basically we're going to look for some capacity to understand the tide stones a bit more, so that we can use them to help with the Lassadon and treasure thing. Yeah. And also, you know, look for other stuff that's easier to access than those stupid things that were really hard. I wonder if there's something on the island causing the Lassadons. The other one is if we keep getting weird stuff in the night, we may have to go poke that ghost ship at night. Um, well, you could wrap the locket around an arrow and have Z shoot it onto the deck of the ship. I did wonder if that was what caused the ghost to come up if we us taking the locket, but I don't know. Right. Well, we could go put it back. Well, if it's just the locket, we could go put it back. Through the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. That was just an idea. Of the yeah. Because we, we, we don't know if the ghost was already... Yeah, because mm. is that was that locket even from the same ship? Yeah, it was from the Brian Vaden, which is the one where the captain's. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the ship that had the stuff for Jask. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's a good idea. We can definitely go put the locket back and see if it helps. In exactly the same place we found it. Okay. But my money will be that it won't. So, you can see a couple of things as you come around here. There's a nice through here. But there's two little islands up here. Well, <laughs> fairly large islands. Yeah. Relative to the little outcroppings you've seen. Uh, secondly, A3 is another one of those hexes that barely exists. Right. Yeah. But it does have a shipwreck pearls of it, unless that's just... I think no, that's, that's, a, that's a... That's a whale. That's a picture. It's a I'm pretty sure it's a shipwreck, but... Oh, um, it's it's a 
decorative picture as right. opposed to an indicator that anything actually there. And yes, I don't know why on an island full of shipwrecks they felt the need to act because the rest of them just indicated by D two, etc., etc. But it's a um, it's a decal in the same way the compass is. The compass oh. is in the middle of the sea. Oh. Okay, and I no longer need to know how to use magic devices. It's a magic device, I assure you. You can activate it blindly, you'll get a bonus if you've used it before. As long as it doesn't extend if you push it right. No, that's my that's my rod of lordly might. And there is a thing here. And you must surround the monkeys. I think it might be an exciting thing. Yay. Have I talked it up enough yet? Are you all prepared for excitement? Yes. Yep. Oh, just be a trifle and a half floating. Full plate up and die, die, die. <laughs> okay. Oh, and people get a memory associated with this thing. Ooh. Just printed out the full pages and then give me some memory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've got the point is you've got way less of them in there now. Yeah, true. I mean, I already have one that um, doesn't fit on the rest of the page, but I'm still it still makes it much easier. That I've only got one. Anyway, you do actually want to get the rest of your memories back, right? They also organised everyone's by um, person instead of by event. Which, um, Makes it a lot easier for me to see. and hills and volcanoes. Yep. I can look up what the specific nest is there, but I'm sure no one cares. No, that's right. Um, as you explore along the coastline, however, um, right at the edge of the coastline where B3 turns into C4, Yep. Um, this one is facing into the bay, so this is actually beach rather than cliff face. Um, and basically, as you're walking along the beach, um, there are sort of waves gently lapping against a narrow beach of white sand um, and then on the beach up towards the edge of it there is this thing and you will both see it fairly easily on the horizon line um, and then as you walk close towards it you will start to hear it it is a truly enormous crab like gargantuan sized thing so it's the size of a building wow 
um, yeah, a, a house, a cottage, yeah. but um, it is this enormous crab, um, and as you sort of see it and, and move vaguely towards it, it begins to move as well. Its pitches sort of go up and down, and it thumps the beach in challenge of some kind. There is this smash, crash, thump, smash, crash, thump, and as you hear this big, heavy banging and thumping noise, your minds are carried away momentarily, and you remember something. Uh, this is the memory entitled Smashing. <laughs> what a great name. Lydia, smashing. That thump. The thump of something heavy falling off the ship deck and into the water. Out the portcullis window, you see a man go into the dark water. There are no cries for help. Shouting, man overboard! Leaving your weapons and armor on the table, and barely pausing to think, you squeeze out the window and leap into the sea after him. You grab at the unconscious man you recognize as tiny, and your hands come away bloody. You attempt to swim back for the ship, but the sea is harsh. You're so near to an island. When did the ship get this close? You have only a moment to think about it before the black sea closes over your head and you are dashed against the rocks. Tiny. Smashing. Bang, crash, smash. Bang, crash, smash. The pounding carries you back. Back to the pounding of waves, pounding against the side of the ship. You're close to Smuggler's Shiv now, so close to your goal, but far too close to the rocks. A crash is inevitable. How did you end up in the mess of sailing this ship by yourself? You turn to them, your close friend and companion, to warn them. They're right behind you with a sword in hand, and without warning, she stabs it into your back. We're here. I don't need you anymore. She takes your weapons with a wicked, cruel smile, and she pushes your body off the side of the ship with her foot. You inhale blood and water both into your lungs as you begin to black out. Zwi, smashing. Crash, smash, thump. The sea and the rocks are beating against the side of the ship. Your investigation is coming together now. The danger is upon you. Man overboard! You hear a woman. Lydia! Shout. No one seems to respond. Is everyone on the ship asleep? You dash up towards the deck when a tall, proud shadow steps in front of you, silently drawing a rapier. They're skilled, and you remember the jewel dancing back and forward for some time. Just as you were gaining the advantage, the ship shook and shattered, a sharp rock driving through the floor in front of you. Water floods in, sweeping you away, but leaving your opponent safe. Your bow smashes against the rocks, breaking over your back. The water gushes, and you struggle to focus, blacking out. Well, that's the good thing about paranoids. <laughs> Damn you, Jared. Damn you. Lol <laughs> makes sense. So maybe. Oh, God. So the camera basically sees you. You see this giant crab. It smash, smash, boom, boom. And you all momentarily look at the horizon and we get some cut scenes of what's happening. And then a half a second has passed we cut back you're on the beach I, I remember falling off the ship I was you, it was you fell off the ship and I dove, I dove overboard to get you and then you were dashed up against the rocks is it coming closer? well it, it depends whether you're standing around having this conversation or not yeah, I think we need to get out of here. Yeah, we mo- we move away from the crab. Okay, you hear smash, crash, th- yeah. falling further. You walk into the jungle. Yeah, it stops behind you. Yeah. 
I think maybe we just go round the really, 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 really big crack. Yeah. It was it was nowhere remotely close to you. It was at least several hundred meters away. Yeah, yeah, but that that's where we like it. That's where we like it to be. Unless uh, unless we, you know, bring the catapult later on. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt the conversation. I didn't yeah. want to check whether you were having it well that you're watching the crab or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want to antagonize the crab. So do you say anything? It's a giant enemy well? crab. Um, <laughs> the only details I know are what exactly what is written there, right? Correct. I see. You, you may draw whatever other conclusions or assumptions you like, but that's what you know at this present time. Uh, that was kind of you. Okay. <laughs> so, so, the gears are found in the water? Uh, yeah, I imagine so. Yes, you judge! I heard you calling, but I didn't know if it fell in. It was, it was tiny. He, he fell and he was hurt, I think. And then I was trying to help him, but then the, the waves dashed us up against the rocks, and that, that's all I remember. That's okay, it wasn't your fault. Do either of you remember anyone that used a pier on the ship? No, I don't think so. Uh, But you have found the first mate uh, was also murdered by a rapier. Yeah. Uh, you found his body getting eaten on a bit of the eaten on a bit of the Jennifer. Yeah. Well, whoever it was, they're not very nice. No. I think some of the people, quite a few of the people we were sailing with, weren't very nice. I don't think my partner that I was going after the treasure with. I don't think she was very nice. She. I'm pretty sure she was. A, I don't remember her very well, but I'm pretty sure she was a woman. Yeah, it's like when you, whenever you try and picture it, you just sort of see the vague shadow yeah. swing face and get the war, war, war style voice. It's. I don't know why. I don't know why I teamed up with her in the first place. I, I don't understand why I did that. It, it didn't seem like a good idea, but I just sort of kept going with it anyway. I think everyone's okay that you were being poisoned when you yeah. dosed with mind smoke. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's why your memories are so foggy. Mm. Anyway, I, I guess we should keep going round the crab. Yes. Let's go. Okay. So you go into the jungle, you take a wide berth around the jungle. It's a giant enemy crab! <laughs> take a wide berth around the giant enemy crab, and you continue to explore. Yeah, I'm the catapult! Um, and further along the coastline... Um, just under where it says B3, um, yep. you will find something that looks familiar to you. I'll put the crab on there. Uh, there is a basically a half of a wrecked ship dashed up against the bay. Um, looks pretty recent and looks like what you remember the Genevieve looking like. Uh, ooh, so you've found the other half of the Genevieve. Maybe we can find some more clues. Yep. And this one is actually really not hard to explore. It is pretty much washed up on the beach. Um, 
anything. Uh, actually, give me a quick survival here. Yep, that's fine. I, I have a pretty good idea what your survival is, so I know you're hitting 20 on that without blinking, rather than wait for you to do the math. Um, as we looking at it from a distance, you go, oh, it's kind of the shape and style, it has the cracks down here if it's the other half of the Genevieve, pretty obviously. This is well before you get up and actually explore it, but you look at it and you think, okay, so where you found the other half... All the way up there. Yeah, it's been smashed, so it's come in from this direction, Yeah, been smashed against the rocks there, um... Some of it's been embedded there, the rest of it has been carried around, probably banged several times off, brought into the bay, and then would have actually more or less quite gently come up against this thing. Yeah. Right, because it's just a sandy beach rather than being smashed against it. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't actually expect it to be this far up the beach because it's out of the water, but then as you think about it, yesterday there was a very violent tide movement <laughs> that's probably pushed it well in, so you've actually made this easier than it was. Sweet. Nice. It was actually in the water previously, albeit in relatively calm water. It's now um, on the land. actually on the land. Sweet. And you roll up to it. Yep. Sneaking cautiously. Yep. Running up, shouting, help, help, is anyone here? Yeah, no, we um, we sneak up. Yeah. Because, you know, we tend to assume shipwrecks Sick. have monsters on them, given that nearly all the shipwrecks have had monsters on them. Well... As you walk towards the beach, you can see a bunch of bodies lying on the beach. Whether or not they're undead monstrosities is up to you to draw that conclusion. Alright, so I think... But, like, you are, again, several hundred metres away at this point, but dot, 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 bunch of bodies. Sasha's been this way, do you? I hope it wasn't her. We sneak cautiously up to them. Yeah. No one here has knowledge of religion, Nope. Okay. Can you give me untrained knowledge religion? Oh, God. Five. Two. Um, um, sorry, so seven. That's with my wisdom modifier. Intelligence modifier. Intelligence modifier. 21. Nice. And your morale bonus. Oh, 23. You see, as we... The other two of you are looking at it and going, okay, they're corpses, not skeletons. Yeah. That much is obvious to you. As to the rest. Yeah. Um... It's where you look at it and you're wondering because so many of the things on the island have been ghosts and skeletons and god knows what else. Um, they don't seem to be moving yet, as far as you can tell. And when you sort of look at the beach, there don't seem to be a lot of tracks around here. So you don't actually think they've gotten up and moved in a while. You don't know, but you don't think they're going to get up and beat on you when you go closer. Okay, um, I'll head towards the closest one to do a heel check. Yep. See if I recognise them. Okay. And you, you go up and we have the little montage of you sort of rolling them over and looking through them. Um, when you flip these people over and start looking at their faces, they ring bells. You vaguely know them. Um, these Two of these guys are crew. So you have... Uh, yeah. You have about just, just under two dozen bodies here. Sorry, three of them are crew. And the rest are passengers. You know them vaguely. You know, none of them made a strong impression on you, but they're people of, of all shapes and sizes, halflings, half orcs, humans. And they are all dead. Um, if you want to know what killed them, yep. that's a heel check. I swear in Elvish. Uh, 
Lydia cries a little bit. Winking? I was kind of hoping there were more people that were alive. Mike stole me. Uh, and Maybe. I think only the evil people will still be alive. Because they will have done in the boat. There's no reason to Yeah, you know that you are missing it. another couple of people. Um, and as you look through these, uh, can everyone give me a will save as you try and remember anything more specific about them, the other passengers? Mm. 16. 13. 13. Yeah. So you all can recall a few vague scraps of memory of having vague interactions with some of these people. You know, the crewman that carried your bags in, the person who asked you about that haircut at dinner one night, but nothing particularly relevant. Yep. So, Zwi, these people, your fellow passengers and crew, are all dead. Um, you are confident on a, on a fairly quick examination. Um, they are blue... I don't want to be terribly gross here, but they are blue and kind of bloaty. Um, they have drowned. And when you go back, though, and look at them again a couple of times, you think, yeah, the way they've drowned is slightly unusual, um, because some of them have a bit of beating, like they've been smashed in rocks and that sort of thing. But you think, for the most part, they've been carried around here on the ship, more or less safe from the rocks and beating and that sort of thing. You don't think they should all have drowned. The sea is, was raging when the ship crashed. But nonetheless, out of this many people, you'd expect at least a couple of them to be strong enough swimmers to make it to shore. When you look at their tongues, they're all quite black. Uh, signs of mind smoke again. And you actually think that a couple of these people might have drowned anyway, but the majority of them have drowned because they've been so high on the mind smoke that they haven't been able to put their minds together to actually coordinate an effort to swim. What it does is it affects your memory, it drops your wisdom, it drops your will save, and it therefore drops your perception and a whole bunch of other things. And when their wisdom starts to get low enough and starts to hit, starts hitting zeros, then they just kind of float in the water going, mm, with their mouths open like wide-mouthed fish and just drown without really fighting back or making any effort to save themselves. Mm. So even if the ship had wrecked, but for the poisoner, most of these people would still be alive. Mm-hmm. The mind smoke, they've died by drowning, but it's the mind smoke that killed them. I'm going to pass that along to you. Alright, so Lydia gets out her good knife and um, yeah. sharpens it pointedly. So whoever poisoned everybody, including us, is responsible for all these people's death. I bet that person is still alive. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing they're the person who poked the holes. One of the people, at least, who poked the holes in the ship. Because the, shi- the, the ship was dinghy. sabotaged. The, the dinghy, you're the talking dinghy. The dinghy. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Two people came ashore in that dinghy, yeah. then deliberately holed it, and then yeah. went off towards the cannibal village. Could very well be, I don't know. But whoever they are, I think we should find them and kill them. I concur. I don't think yeah. this is like this is not a nice scene at all. Yeah, um, not necessarily now, but I would like to um, probably burn the bodies or give them. Yeah, we we can't really bury them. We don't have shovels, and there's a lot yeah. of them. But I would like to do something, and we should probably get the rest of the rest of the people in the camp down here. Well, maybe do it. Oh, you have a shovel? Yes. Oh, cool. 
well, we could bury them, but maybe we should get the others down here and we can all bury them together and mm. maybe have a service. Let's make all the but while we're doing things like that, maybe we should return the locket as well. I think you guys are right. We probably shouldn't have taken it. I wanted to give it back to her, but, um, you know, we, we have as much information about her and maybe he's sad that he doesn't have it. Because this is the morning, so we've yeah. got some time. So that's that's what I propose for the day. Because we have to hike most of the way back to the Brine Demon to get back to camp to get the others. So yep. hike back, put the um, put the locket back. Did, did and you want to search that area of ship before we went back? Uh, uh, yeah, yes, well, yeah. you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, this is this is a pretty easy matter. It, it hasn't been that heavily beaten on rocks, so it's pretty obvious as you look through it what rooms are intact, what rooms are not. Um, I'm also going to search the people. Um, uh, whether right. I actually take things is another question, but some of them might have, you yeah. know, things that... Yeah. Or, right. um, you know, things that they would want returned to their families or something. What what you what you find is basically they're all clothed, um, in, you know, slightly torn, wet things now. You know, a few pieces of copper in their pockets, a few random knickknacks. I won't take any of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that, that when when you're looking for personal possessions, that's what I mean by the sort of random thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have nothing of practical value on them. Yeah, that's that right. Okay, and in the um, I forget which room this is. I believe this was the uh, yes, this was the captain's quarters, which was the bit you were missing from the other half of the Genevieve. Uh When you go poking around in there. Um, there is a couple of things in here. Um, for starters, there is a locked drawer. Mm. Okay. Very wet sea charts and maps and that sort of thing. Ooh. I may have to take a, a, another try at this. Um, that was a 13 on the last night. What does a 10 give you out of interest? Uh, take 10, 20. Oh, that, sorry, that wasn't the question I was asking was what does a 20 give you, which will answer my question anyway, thank you. Um, uh, sorry, it's actually a 15, I keep forgetting yeah. to add the morale bonus. Yes. Right, so if you've got a 15 to it, then you can take 10 on it and do it effortlessly. Sweet, okay. Okay, so um, you find a couple of things in here that are in unlocked bits of the captain's desk. Sea charts, maps, nothing terribly exciting. Um a key that is that is marked for manacles ah, to right. unlock Jask's manacles because, of course, the captain had the key. Wow, I'm glad we didn't wait until that. I'm um, glad we found those thieves' tools. You find some very waterlogged transfer orders that are basically for um, Captain Kovac. Is uh, for Captain Kovac to uh, take custody of the prisoner and drop him off at a port in Sagravia. Yeah, um, they're just fairly basic transfer orders. Yeah, here's the key to his manacles. Um, there are none of Jask's possessions on there because he kind of had none to start with. Yeah. Um, uh, you will find a couple of things that um, have a little note from Captain Kovac saying that they have been removed from a dangerous passenger who was making some other people uncomfortable. Uh, both of them are halfling sized. <laughs> um, one of them is a long sword with literally Sasha etched into the blade in some sort of crude acid etching. Um, it looks like a uh, knowledge civilization check. Uh, 18. 
it looks like a rather unusual design of longsword, really uh, quite teeny at the end, more vaguely like a saw instead of a straight sword. You think you'd more or less wield it like a sword, and indeed you could use it fine. Um, Zwi, you will recognise something called a sawtooth saber. It is the this is not a particularly big secret. It is the weapon favoured by the Red Mantis assassins. Uh, it is an exotic weapon that can be used like a normal longsword, or has a couple of special tricks like being able to two weapon fight with it and things if you have the exotic weapon proficiency. It's not of awesome quality, it's just a normal sawtooth saber, but they're not in common use. They are um, known to be used commonly by the Red Mantis assassins. Um, and her spell component pouch is also here. Oh. Um, and has a note on it written in, written in polyglot that says, this is such a spell component pouch, if you, open, if you open it and steal anything, I will cut your nostrils off and feed them to you. <laughs> Do you want to look inside? No. Quite to throw it overboard. We could just leave it on the Genevieve. Let her find it if she wants it. Do you want someone like Sasha to have access to magic? Well, I don't want her to get killed on the island. I don't want her to kill us on the island. You find the captain's log and a bunch of um, and a bunch of useful gear as well. Which one would you like to hear about first? Um, Let's have the. Let me get my loot sheet and let's have the useful gear. Okay, so there is a. Long, long leather satchel, fairly cocked at the top, waterproof, well set up to survive exactly this sort of thing, that is marked in polyglot emergency supplies. Cool. Uh, it has a bunch of potions and things in it that are very clearly marked in polyglot. They're designed to be taken and used, so it's there's, there's been Sweet. no effort to conceal what they are whatsoever. You could assume they're what they say on the tin. Uh, so, potions. You have four cure lights. Ooh. Oh, that's so good. Two cure moderates. Oh, gods. Yeah, there's lots of them in here. There's like a dozen potions in here. Yep. Four lesser restorations. Oh, wow, that would have been so useful last week. Yeah. Yep. Remove disease. One. That we might want to save until we really need it. Yeah. One water breathing. Ooh. You don't have to use the stones to do the last dogs. Yeah, although that's one person. And one water walking. That's an incredibly long range spell. Um, on top of that, uh, there is this big pile of potions... Uh, four daggers of normal quality, two Ooh. small size, two medium quality size. Oh, I'm so happy right now. You want the small size? Hell yes. And then two sets of leather armor, one small, one medium. Ooh. Right. Medium. Yeah. So there's a bunch of useful crap just sitting here. I was watching you go the other way on the coast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because we went down there first instead of over yeah, here. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you could go anywhere in any random yeah, direction. Yeah, so I know where you uh, start, and that's one small it. one. But there's nothing stopping you walking to the other side of the island and starting exploring there. One small one medium. Yep. And that's it. Okay. 
Instead of he's given, you know, gale force winds estimate th- estimate 42 kilometers style of thing, he's just written windy today, you know. The points and sails mm-hmm. broken, that kind of thing. Um, and the last entry, with no reason given at all, says changing course for smuggler's shiv on request. I think they were drugging him enough so that he would just go where he was told without thinking about it. Yeah, well, mind smoke makes you suggestible. Yeah. Like you don't think mm, this is, you know, there are several good reasons I shouldn't land at Smuggler's Ship. Uh, and Zwee gets another memory associated with this. Zwee, the captain. Something about this encounter stirs a memory to mind. The captain of the Genevere, Captain Kovac. Normally you'd approach an authority figure for aid, particularly as honourable-seeming a man as this tall, proud duelist, rapier at his hip, but something about him seems... off. He writes obsessively in his private journal. He keeps himself to his quarters, dealing only with each crew member and passenger in private, concealing the nature of his conversations with them. According to several of the crew, this behaviour has only manifested itself during this particular voyage. A sure sign of something wrong. Is he ensorcelled? Blackmailed? An impersonator of the real captain? Looking back at this memory from the present, it would seem like you should have been able to figure this out, but your mind felt cloudy, your thinking unclear. (laughs) Zwi, the captain, something about this encounter stirs a memory of the captain of the Genevieve to mind. I wonder why you'd think of him at yeah. this time. I don't know if people have sussed this yet, but a couple of these memories can be triggered by multiple things. Right, yeah. So I've I've made them vaguely generic references because this is not the only thing that would trigger that captain memory. 
It's it's the most alarmingly specific one. Mm-hmm. You think about the captain of the Genovera as you read his log. Yeah, I'm going to study Sasha's blade. Yeah. As I say, you, it's it's too small for you, obviously, but because it's a small sized weapon. But you could use this perfectly fine with a longsword. And then you you look at it and go, well, actually, you know, if you if you sort of soar into the cut as you go, it's it's quite light. Interesting. It's designed to give you bonuses when you're doing like two weapon fighting and that sort of thing. It's essentially you can use it as a light weapon if you're proficient with it. Oh, my bad. You forgot to do your armor and stuff. My new dagger. I don't have armor, or at least I I haven't traditionally had armor, but I now have a new dagger. You got armor now. (laughs) Yeah. Potentially. Okay. Continue your conversation. Uh, no, that's right. Does Sweeze say anything at this time? You certainly don't have to. I'm merely asking yep. you if you do. Um, so she's gonna think about this. I don't know if you if you remember, but the crew told me that the captain's actions were off. That he'd only started being secretive and keeping to himself, only talking to people in private. Hmm. Um, this this voyage, this voyage. So I could have been. It could have been mind smoke, or he could have been an, an evil impersonator. Also, he had a rapier. That's good to know. I wonder, although whoever was doing this to him could have stolen it, of course. This is true. I think, um, I'm just guessing, but I think that there was somebody on the Genevieve who really wanted to go to Smuggler's ship, and I think they used the rest of the ship to get them there. I don't think they cared much what happened to the people. Probably not, but that may have involved the captain in some way. Yeah. Whether that was as a willing participant or a drugged participant, I can't say. But yeah, I suppose they could have offered him a lot of money, and that could make people stop writing stuff down. It just seems odd. Well, he could have been taken over by an impersonator. Mm. Is the handwriting the same? Uh, that is linguistics. There is an actual skill for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one I do not, of course, possess. Uh, ten. Uh, as far as you can tell, I'm not a but, trained handwriting. But person. I mean, that could easily be. You know, if someone was impersonating him, obviously they'd make their best effort to yeah, make yeah. his handwriting look like theirs in the log because. You'd have to be a moron to do otherwise. Yeah. As far as you can see, the two look the same. There are some differences in them, but you don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we want to head back in the vicinity of camp. Yeah. We want to return the locket to the Brian Demon to where, pretty much as close as we can get it to where we found it. Yeah. Just to see what happens. So I will cross the locket off our list for the time being. Back to the Brian Yes. Pause for loading screen. Yes. Yep. Just remember it's past ten now. 
Uh, yeah, this door take terribly long. Uh, yeah, I'm just playing for finishing the scene because we're pretty close to it, and then we can be finished at the end of the day. Okay, the brine demon is pretty much exactly where you left it. Yeah, you go back out, you climb down to it. Um, in the cabin, there is um, the, the box is pretty much sitting on the table where you left it. Yeah, um, you put the medallion back in it. You move it back to ish where you think it was. Um, the cabin is slightly more disturbed than it was. There is a lot of goop on the walls. Yeah. This sort of cold to the touch, not quite seawater, vaguely jelly-y stuff. Yeah, I'm not touching it. <laughs> Alright, we put the locket back and we skedaddle. Yep, yep. We will see if that fixes anything. You return to the camp. Yep. Um, I can play this out at length where I can just skip through the scene as we... Um, yeah, I think we um we found the rest of the wreck of the Genevieve. There's a lot of bodies there. Bodies. All, all the other passengers. You've, you've not all of them, but most of them, and the and some of the crew. Oh well. I, I guess this this is Gaelic. I, I guess we'd all assume. I suppose we'd all assume that. No one else made it off other than us, but... Tiny's got a shovel. We'd like to go out there and bury them tonight. Maybe have a little service? I... I suppose it must be done. I think that's an excellent idea. I'll, I'll, I'll help. Whatever I can do. Everybody looks kind of somber. Yeah, and we walk back out and um, work together to essentially bury them and make a kind of funeral thing. Yep. And everybody who's there can give me a sense motive check as well. Nope. Yes. Finally. Um, 19. 22. I have high sense motive. That's the thing. I just rolled high. So when the others look at them, um, and you know, you you bury them. You sort of Jask does some eulogies of yeah. let those lost to the sea, those lost to the sea. Let Besmara's grace carry their spirit over the waves, spirits over the waves to wherever it is they are meant to find their rest. Go with the goddess, go with the waves, and go in peace. Does a nice ceremony for her. Um, you will see that, and then they also run it. Oh, I remember this guy. You know, the, the equivalent of a wake. They all seem a bit blanker than you on who these people are, specifically. Mm. They've taken a worse dose of mind smoke than you have. Their memories are cloudier than yours are right. across the board. Because there's presumably been levels of the mind smoke contamination because we, not to put too fine a point on it, but we may have been dosed, but we weren't too out of it to swim. Mm. These guys presumably got worse than us, but they weren't too out of it to swim either. These guys who were dead, they were too out of it to swim. Yeah. When the ship hit hit the when the ship hit the shore, there were various levels of drugging on board. And wisdom checks, maybe. Nope. Twenty-one. Twenty-nine. Plus the bonus. Yeah, I added that as my bonuses. So. it has been communicated how they were being poisoned, hasn't it? I think so. I can't remember, but... Um, I 
caught the cabin boy eating from the plates, and yep. then he fell down dead from mm. poison. Yeah, so yep. the main food supply was being poisoned from right. the board. Yeah. Um, and we found it in the ki- kitchen area. Yep. Yeah, I think the, the things that aren't my memories are tougher to remember yeah. that the people have so, told me because I got told them once. Uh, I can't read Lydia and, and Zui will separately draw the conclusion that for one reason or another, you have both missed your last meal. Right. Uh, Zui, you missed yours because you went off. You The cabin boy was taking far too long to bring it out. Yeah. And you went off to... Um, I can't remember what's written in your thing specifically, but um, I know there's a reference in there to um, eating and meals and that sort of thing. There is. So there's that one, and then. Yep, that's the one. You lose patience and eat your own ra- yep. rations. Then the then the cabin boy arrives with the meals. I don't believe my one has a reference to meals, but I may not have hit that. either. I've missed or I haven't hit that one. Yet. Oh no, I see. Yes, yes. Of course. Yep, no, that's right. The um the um I was concentrating on what I was doing and I skipped a meal. So that is the difference between them and you. One meal. Right. Uh where presumably the last meal might have been uh, more heavily spiced than Yeah, yeah, than the others. And the the cabin boy died because he ate lots more of it than it was actually supposed to. So he was. He he looks like the only one who actually died beforehand. All the rest of them drowned. Uh, so, yeah, these guys are a lot blanker than you. Um, those of you with the good sense motive checks. Um, those of you with fifteen on your sense motive checks. Yeah. Um, Ishiro will you know kind of vaguely assist with burying these people. That, but. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. They, they mean nothing to him. Yeah. Do we mean anything to him? Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> would he care if we died? Uh, you, you certainly don't get the impression that he would have killed these people, you know, yeah. to take their stuff or whatever. Yeah. But they're just random people to him. Yeah. I mean, they're just random people to you as well. But, but you know, yeah. they were your shipmates and yeah. crew and that sort of thing. He's much more detached from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the being evil for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he doesn't. He, he has no innate conscience to tell him he should care about a bunch of dead people who have yeah. been murdered. It's like, well, at least they didn't murder me, is sort of his attitude. Yeah. What about the others? Uh, Jask is obviously um, upset by this but looks like he has done this a lot. He's he has done funerals for a lot of drowned victims. Yeah, that's yeah, he's, this part he's a priest. He's a priest of the sailor's god. Oh, there's life on the sea. A lot of people drown. Also a lot of dead pirates. Yeah. Um, Gaelic is upset about the situation, but not personally grieving for any of these people. Yeah. Um, and... Eris is, um, like, she should have seen a lot of, um, drowning deaths and that sort of thing, um, but she seems more affected by it. She's not exactly weeping, you know, yeah. falling to her knees and grieving, 
but she's upset by this. And presumably she would be more upset if her memories of these people hadn't been stolen. Yeah, yeah well, that's, they would... that's the thing. They're all slightly disconnected more than you'd expect yeah. because mm-hmm. these are just people to them. They, yeah, have, they, don't, they don't have... Like, Jask remembers this guy came up and offered him some bread while he was doing exercise or, or something. Or yeah. Just, I, I think it was bread. I, he sort of shrugs. Yeah. It was like, I think that guy was hitting on me. Maybe. It could have been that one. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't that one. Eris mm-hmm. also looks like she is all filing this away in her head somewhere. Like she's keeping it all for inspiration or motivation. Or she's going to write a story about this style of thing. Or she's going to bloodily kill whoever did this. Yeah. The two of them in that yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the taking in all the details, I'm going to remember this. Yeah, good stuff. And we will cut away there with you've buried them all, you've buried them all as best you can along the coastline of this beach. Jask has, has led his service and everyone nods solemnly as the sun glints in the horizon. And we close out the session there. Yep. Done, end, done, done. End of day, what is it? Uh, 15? End of day 6... Uh, yeah, end of day 15, sorry. Yes. Start of day. No, sorry, end of day 16. Yep. I don't cross my days off until I'm finished with Yeah, yeah. End of day 16, and um, yeah, well, you, you don't heal up until the morning passes. Yeah. Un- unsurprisingly, um, but yeah. remember to note down you're here at one here right now. Oh, that's Un- unsurprisingly, everyone is pretty excited by this big ass pile of, um, of of exciting potions and things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it's it's much more practical loot than the big sums of money. Yeah, yeah. People can clearly recognise. Well, you know, to some extent or another, money is great. You know, on the other hand, this is the difference between living and dying out here. You know, if one of us gets a horrifically fatal disease, we can actually fix it. Yeah. Yeah. The remove disease potion I definitely want to save for when someone's like got a con disease that isn't making their fortitude safe. Yeah, the um, the lesser restorations will help with that as well. Yeah. Because they don't remove the disease but they remove the damage it's doing. Yeah. And for the final time, curse you, Jared. Every time you give me one of those bits of paper, I trust these two a little less. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the hope is that... Um, at, at the end of this, with at, at the end of this, the story should hang together in my sense. Yeah. Once you remember everything you've got, and you're certainly um, getting cl- much closer to that point. Well, we're certainly uncovered. There's not that much of the map left to go. Yeah. Oh, that's right. What's that A hex that we haven't actually explored but that's uncovered? A three. A three. Yeah, it's just a, a stretch of coastline again. But we might as well knock it off because um, it's fairly little and then we'll have done it. Um, there might be a ship out there or something. And can you put another note in there for my benefit here? Huh? Yep. Okay with you? Yep. Uh, I believe that Lydia and Zwe are both due their boarding memories. Ooh. Because uh, those are triggered off the amount of the island you've explored. Boarding memories? Boarding. As in going up the... When you got on the Genevieve in the first place. Yep. 
you're due to that at this point. You have passed half the island at this point. Because both of them start with, you've now seen enough of Smuggler's Shiv to remember that, blah. No. Tiny, your boarding memory is different. Yeah, well, I expect that from the notes that I've read so far. <laughs> It'll all make sense at the end. Uh, yeah, and I'm beginning to wonder about my alignment. <laughs> you're, you're perfectly fine to keep your alignment <laughs> right where it is. Yeah, but... If they don't have been that in the past. No, but. Chaotic neutral? What's your problem? That covers a pretty broad field, dude. 